Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Awakening Universal Minds. My name is Brother Beniti, a.k.a. Brother Michael. Got my brother Ravana Noon with me. Uh, brother Sargidi, I'm sure, will be joining us a little bit in a little bit. Uh, we have been gone for a couple of weeks, took a little bit of a break, a little bit of a refresher to recharge the batteries. Uh, so we're back now, New Year, which just simply means more work. New year and new things to do uh, doesn't mean that we let up. It kind of means now we got to go harder. It's a new year. So we actually got to go ahead and uh, do this work, put this work in. Um, we left off uh, the show prior, before we took our break, in uh, dealing with the chakras and raising the kundalini. So we're going to continue that discussion uh, where we left off. And uh, we would like to get through all of the chakras. So probably will be another part or maybe two more parts to this so we can complete this and get through this information, uh, which, which is obviously very vital. Uh, but before we begin, as usual, uh, we do have Brother Sargidi with us now. Let's bring the brothers in. Brother Ravana Noon, how you doing? Refresh from that uh, cruise that you took, brother. How you doing? Oh, hold on. Sorry, brother. You're muted. Let me, let me unmute you. Sorry. Hold on. Okay, brother, you're unmuted. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, like I was saying, the cruise was great. Everything was lovely. Got to see uh, Jamaica, Bahamas, Grand Cayman. Beautiful places. Got to see how people live in other areas, other locations. Um, and when you're on the cruise, you have a lot of time to introspect. Right. And do a lot of meditation because while you're waiting to get to the next island, next port, a lot of times you're at sea for a whole day, so you have a lot of time to do a lot of thinking, introspection, meditation, and uh, I was able to do a lot of that. So. Cool. Yeah, sometimes you need that rest and relaxation, but why don't you go ahead, uh, for those, not our main, main listeners that are familiar, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, uh, sure, kind of um, a little bit of background. Uh, brother Ravana Noon here. Uh, brother, I have walked... Uh, many paths, many different paths from the religious path of Islam, Christianity, Judaism, to uh, spiritual path, um, occult path, Rosicrucian, Freemasonry, Santeria, Yoruba, and many different paths, um, 5% or Nation of Islam, all these paths have led to the one path, which is your own path your own path of self-mastery, self-actualization, self-realization. And that is what, in my opinion, what the whole journey and goal on this planet is all about, finding self and realizing the true self uh, through all your experiences and uh, ups and downs of life. It all leads you to that one point, self-realization. Good, brother. 
Brother, let me ask you a quick question. I'm, I'm just so – can you hear me clear because I'm wearing a new headset? I just want to make sure you can hear me clear. Do yeah, I, I sound clear you, to you? I can hear you. I can hear you, right. I can hear you clearly. I appreciate that, brother. Brother Sargini, what's up, man? What would you do, brother? Why don't you talk to us? What would you do? Oh, peace, brother, peace. You watched a lot of midget porn over the two-week break, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I just chill with, you know, uh, family and everything, you know. Uh, just enjoy my time, you know. Uh, of course, do a lot of reflection, as I do always. That's, that's you true. Know. Same okay, old, so you know. Yeah, that's key, brother. Why don't you give a little background to the, some of the listeners that may not be familiar, not our main listeners, but maybe some of the newer listeners that might be listening. I'm Brother Sargidi, and as the listeners um, may have heard on the shows or the new the new folks, you know, Brother Sargidi, I've walked and, and walked many different paths, you know, from religion to occultism, on and on and on. And out of me walking these different paths, I pretty much see it it all deals with self-understanding, self-mastery, self-awareness. You know, um, and the true self, you would never find find it in any book. You would never find it in any order or whatever. These things are only tools to help you bring that awareness out. But um, that's just what I wanted to say for now. Peace. All right. Appreciate that, brother. Uh, again, Brother Beniti, pretty much to keep it short and simple, same as my brothers, uh, we all pretty much have been uh, down those same paths, same similar experiences. Um, as far as what I did for the uh, for the uh, break that we had, uh, you know, visiting, traveling a little bit, seeing family, um, New Year's Day, uh, we uh, went down to a funk, Pepsi Funk Fest in uh, Miami. Uh, and, you know, it's good when us old folks can hear some of our old school music. So I was able to see a uh, new edition, which I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, Silk, Jagged Edge. Um, they also had Dougie Fresh there, which uh, was very, this is my era. So, you know, the music is revitalizing when you're listening to uh, music from your era. Uh, definitely, you know, takes you to a reflective period where you can reflect back uh, because, as, as you know, as the subconscious mind works, you know, when you hear those uh, songs, obviously your thought pattern kicks back during those times, as we discussed, uh, you know, on the show. It's uh, one aspect or one capability of one being able to break the barrier time time travel because you can take yourself back to the moments in time. So it's a powerful methodology, and music is, is, is most definitely a powerful spiritual connector that can heighten your spiritual sense, uh, senses, and it's definitely uplifting. So it was good to see all those, uh, you know, old school artists and just kind of, kind of kick it with civilized, mature people. Um, so I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was probably the highlight of the break. Uh, and we're actually going to go see Keep Sweat in April. So uh, I know that's kind of, kind of kicking our age, but that's that's what some of us older folks do. You know, we try to kick back and listen to uh, music that kind of identifies with our era. We, you know, we did a whole show on that uh, a couple months back. You can go pull up Nobody, nobody, <laughs> baby. It's the, master, it's the master whiner right there, brother. That's the master whiner. Yes, it is. Uh, 
But, uh, yeah, it was good. It was good to get the break, you know, like you say, uh, Brother Asar, you know, reflection. Uh, sometimes you just need a break and just to, just to kick back and not do anything. You know what I mean? So it's good sometimes just to, you know, have that aspect going on just to get some rest, relaxation, some reflection, meditation, et cetera. Uh, but as I said, it's 2016 now, so happy belated New Year. Um, but New Year just means new problems. and means more work. Uh, so it doesn't mean we can let up because we see the madness that's going on. We see it all around us. Um, but as we said before, you're, you're either controlling the experiment or you're part of it. None of, none of the stuff is relevant in the sense if you're doing what you need to, to be doing. And what we mean by that is, as we always say on the show, doing the spiritual work, not just reading about it, not just talking about it, not just going on a rant and rave about the white man and the devil and what you're going to do to the white man and the devil and half of these Negroes that talk all that bullshit ain't doing shit. That's the bottom line. Stop talking about it and do it. We don't care about how much book knowledge you got. That shit is irrelevant because every one of us can sit here and spit information for days upon days. Um, matter of fact, brother, um, Ravana Noom, I know you have No, I was going to say, I know I was, I was talking to Ravana Noon, and I know you brothers had this discussion similar, and, and me and him kind of touched on it a little bit the other day. And, uh, you know, Ravana Noon said something, and we can start with this before we get into the, uh, the chakras and raising the kundalini because it kind of connects. And uh, one of the questions that Ravana Noon said, and let's expound on that real quick, um, you know, a lot of people, and if you're, a, say, an occultist, uh, deal with metaphysics or a metaphysicist, whatever, you, whatever title or accolade you give yourself, at the end of the day, the shit is all irrelevant. But bottom line is a lot of us, you know, we talk about a lot of this information, and this only applies to, to who it applies, so don't take the shit personal. But a lot of us, you know, we, we talk about a lot of information, multi-levels of it. We talk about, uh, you know, a, a large amount of rituals and exercises and practices and, and, and things, but the question that, that came up on, on, on when you take it down to the nutshell, how many are actually doing it? That's, that's the question we want to actually pose. When you hear us talking about it on the show, when we were talking about the wine and staircase ritual, many of the different practices that we've given uh, for you to utilize as a roadmap or a guide, not saying you have to do it the exact same way, um, but we've, we've gone over a multifaceted level of uh, practices and, and different techniques uh, tying into the subject, as we're going to talk about tonight, um, doing the work, not a question. And this is a question we ask yourself. I'm not saying you need to, we need to take a roll call, but that's not what we're talking about. But how many have really actually are doing what they're saying? That's the key. That's what the theme should be for this year. You know, are you doing what you're saying or are you just saying it? Let's elaborate a little bit on that, brothers, Ravana Noon, if you want to kind of elaborate a little more in depth on that conversation. Let's, let's start there before we get into the, uh, the uh, Kundalini and the chakra. Sure. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, well. Put it this way, when I was, like I said earlier, when I was on the, the cruise, um, I went out when it was really late, really dark, and we're out in the middle of the ocean, and it's really a serene scene. Darkness is nothing but the moon and the, and the, and the stars. There's no no city lights to interrupt the, the the levels of the different stars that you can see. And as I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, you know, I'm like, what is this shit all about? 
What I mean by shit is <clears throat> we all get caught up in hoopla. We all get caught right. up in sensationalism. We all get caught up in titles. We all get caught up in a lot of different things. Correct. And what I realize is that, you know, an occultist as has become lately the new fad, the new shit on the block, so to speak. That's right. That's right. And as I sat there and really meditated and introspected on this whole cult phenomenon, a lot of things started surfacing from within. And one of the things I heard was that uh, this has become a religion to people. And what I mean by that is, I don't. Uh, if you take offense to that, then good, because it's talking about you. And <laughs> if you don't take offense, then that means it's not nah. talking about you. There you go. What we have to realize is that as I look around and I see, I notice that we are dependent on something, constantly dependent on something. And Correct. when we were Christians, Muslims or Jews, there was an Allah, a Yahweh, a God, uh, Elohim, El Elo, whatever, right? And then right. you had your angels, and then you had humanity. Now, when we come to occultism, what is the difference? Oh, well, you may say, well, the difference is I'm gaining the experience of a god, gods, whether you call them Netru, Orisha, Elohim, Anunnaki, Archangels, Netru, whatever the case may be, it's still a god or gods and humanity. You can invoke demons. and In religion, there's demons. You can invoke right. demons. You can do all this work. But at the end of the day, I realize this has become nothing more than another religion. That's and right. people will, if you get upset, once again, if you get offended, it's speaking to you. And I don't care if you get offended because it's supposed to offend those who are really religious about it. You may say, right. well, what do you mean? Okay, let's simplify this. Because it might be too complex, so let's simplify this, right? So, <laughs> this is really what I mean. You're a religious person, and all you seek is the light. Now, in occultism, all you seek is the dark. What fucking difference does it make what you seek? You're still seeking something outside of yourself. That's right. You don't get this, really, people. Listen closely. You go from one extreme of light, light, light to dark, dark, dark. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, here's what's really struck me. <clears throat> we all claim, and I found myself falling for this phenomenon too of dark, 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 but listen. 93% of the universe is dark matter, dark energy. But guess what, niggas? It's 7% short of completion. Hmm. Did you ever think about that? That 7% can make a big difference in your life. 7% right. could be 7 cents short of a dollar that you can't buy what you're looking to get. 7% right. could be that 7% that doesn't allow you to complete yourself. 7%. Right. Understand that. Sure, darkness is prevalent. Sure, darkness is everywhere. But that 7% of light is what's necessary. 
And don't you understand that if without the light, you don't really understand the darkness? You shed right. darkness. You shed the light into your darkness inside of you. And when right. you get into that darkness and you illuminate it, then the work really begins. But see, it's become a, an extreme aspect because what I realize is most people just read books in occultism. Books, books, right. books. Everything is, oh, I can quote you this guy and, you know, Israel Regardi and um, Elisa Crowley and uh, uh, what's Donald Tyson. And, you know, you can... Look, we can name a million people for you and, right and now. Mike, and Michael Ford, too, my nigga. Yeah, Michael Ford and Hobo yeah. Show and whatever, right? It doesn't matter because we all got millions of books that we can quote from, read from, whatever the case is. But at the end of the day, are you gaining the experience of right. what it is you're speaking about? And from right. what I've learned from interaction with many people, Y'all just book book readers, man. You're armchair occultists. You're not gaining the experience. You're not doing the work. How can you tell? Because why the fuck are you on Facebook all day to night posting shit about occultism? That means you're not putting time into your work. That's right. I pay. And you know, Go ahead. I'm sorry, brother, brother Von Anun, on that same note to back up when you were talking about darkness. And I, and I think when we when we sit here, and, and we've, we've talked about this uh, uh, on a multitude of levels on the show. And when you're talking about dark and light, it's so true with the extreme from one to the other. Remember, we did a whole breakdown on Seth, Seth's or Took, however you want to pronounce it. And when we, we, we specifically mentioned it's an energy, it's a dark, chaotic energy. And I think that physical aspect that one visualizes of dark and light, which kind of transcends and takes one back into that religious mind state, these are states of energy or consciousness that leave that lasting impression on the subconscious mind. And I think people keep missing that because, like you said, with the books, uh, we keep telling people, even if you're reading information in books, whether you're, you're, you're taking it upon yourself to perform, say, a magical ritual, and this one thing, and I hope it didn't go over everybody's head, and we all, we all drove this point home when we were talking about it, we said you don't want to perform it word verbatim the way you're reading it because here's an important thing. You, as, we, as we discussed a few weeks back, and I can't remember what shows. It was a recent one in the last several weeks. Um, you're actually taking upon the energy of the person that wrote that ritual word verbatim. So that's why we keep stressing to create your own path. So, again, on, on, the, on the note before we move on with the books and the information, okay, we're not saying – don't read information or books, but what we are saying is when that just becomes your soul dependency, then you're not creating your own path. And that's what this is about is, as we said in the beginning of the show, and we've said a million times on every other show, this is about creating your own path. So those should just be, to get, those books or, or levels of information should just give you a general idea and push you in the right direction. And to clarify that, let me give, give you an example. And I had discussed this with Bon Anu. Uh, for those, and, and I'm going to bring him in. He's a hit. When we get to the portion of taking some calls, I see Brother Jack Charles is listening, and, and he can attest to this because he was actually there. Um, so I'll bring him in on the phone later, and I want him to give his his uh, feedback. And, his, and I was talking to Brother Ravana Noon about this the other day. Uh, on that same note about creating your own path, not following somebody, and not gaining the experience, Here, here's a key example. On the 26th of December, we did the drum ritual. 
and everybody that came, the energy was good. Everybody participated, but we had two people that showed up. And like I say, this this confirms everything that we're talking about. Um, their vibe wasn't right at first, you know. I sensed it right off the bat, along with uh, Brother Jack and other couple people approached me and had asked me about these these two people, who they are is irrelevant. But they had asked me, like, oh, you know, what's, what's up with them, their, their energy, whatever. So as we started the ritual, and I'm going to tell you where, after I'm done, the origin of the ritual, that's going to even bring home my point even more, uh, these two just decided to be, to be spectators. And when we had put the information out for the ritual, that made it clear this is not a ritual to come and just watch. It's a participation ritual. Anyway, long story short, we did the ritual. We did the drumming. Drumming was beautiful. Uh, I'll bring Brother Jack in. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Uh, long story short, after it was over, I had the brother that brought the two, I gave him a call the next day just to get a little feedback. And, you know, I say, hey, man, you know, what's going on with the two people that you brought? Some people were asking me. Just curious. So he had asked him, too, because he had noticed the same thing. And this is, a good, this is a good brother of mine that I know back since the 80s. A good brother. I know this brother for over 20-something years. And uh, he said, yeah, you know, they had asked to come. I gave him a ride. And, but they was just like, oh, the drumming was good, but the vibe, the vibe. They, like, they wouldn't explain to him what they meant. Well, anyway, it turns out, as after I did my research and talked to them, well, long story short, they're Rastafarians, okay? And this is not a knock on if you're a Rastafarian, but I, I got to call it for what it is. What tends to happen is along the line of what we're talking about here and what Rabana Noon just said, and in relation to this same topic, people are afraid subconsciously to step outside of what they've established in their mind is correct. They think that they're on their own path, but what, what happened was the ritual we did, now here's the origin of the ritual we did. That was just thought up the night before. That came by way of the spirits. It's not, you're not going to find it in any book. It's not written down anywhere. Nobody has put it out. So what happened was as I sat down and meditated on it, the spirits and the ancestors made it crystal clear. Those two individuals couldn't identify what we were doing that day with anything that they've ever read in any book. They didn't see it anywhere. It wasn't recorded anywhere. And it wasn't in line with what they have established in their mind is right. And I found all this out and confirmed it after I had thought about it and it came to me. I even confirmed it with the brother on the next day. And the one sister who claims to be an Egyptologist, and there was a lot of Egyptian elements that were represented in the ritual, you would think if you're an Egyptologist, you would have recognized some of that. But again, it goes back to what Ravana Noon said. People are deceiving themselves in thinking that they are on this spiritual path, whether it's the occult, whether it's, it's a being a metaphysicist, they're not getting the experience because they're, they're relying and depending on stuff they read, stuff they have been taught. So I had brought this point up in my discussion with Ravana Noon. Let's take, for an example, Dr. Ron Karengi, who, Ron Karengi, who came up with the Kwanzaa holiday, right? Before Kwanzaa, or the tradition of Kwanzaa, was established as a mainstream tradition in the African-American community, which it is today, okay, he created that concept through his research. Now, at what point did that become validated as being accepted on a multitude of levels? I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring a point home here. You see, who validates what's, what's authentic or what's not outside of yourself? Nobody. So my whole point was I couldn't give a shit anybody outside whose opinion or interpretation because it didn't line up with their personal ideology. That shit was irrelevant to me. But what it did confirm is everything that we're talking about tonight. 
people claim that they want to take on the mentality of deity shit, call yourself a god, a goddess, a deity, whatever the fuck you want to call yourself, that's going to make you feel good and stroke your ego, whatever title or accolades you need, and as, as Brother Ravana Newton said earlier, it's all, it's all bullshit. Anyway, whatever you need to get you through the night, my whole point is it just confirms that people, again, as we said, are you really living the experience or are you just reading about it? Well, those two confirm that they're just reading about it. And if it doesn't confirm what they've read in all the books that they've studied, then they've, they've, they've made the decision to say, well, I don't, I don't accept this, you know, because it doesn't line up with my personal ideology. So to finish on that note, basically I sat down in front of the shrine the night before, and I just summons the deity set, an act set, how do you want this ritual to go? See, when you raise your vibration up to that level, you can do that. And as that unfolded, I just stored it in the memory bank, and I went out there the next day and performed it as that vision came. That's it. It's that simple. That's called creating your own path. Not reading about it. Didn't take anything that we did, and some people that are on this call were at that ceremony. We'll bring them on later. Didn't take anything from any book. Anything that I did out there, you could not identify in any book, and that was the whole purpose. So I wanted to throw that in there. So if you want to just finish up on that, and then we'll get into the chakras. But just sure. to confirm what you were saying, brother, that's sure. the valid sure. point. Go ahead. So <clears throat> to continue along with the, along that line is, you know, when we look at these things, and like Brother Benedi said, you know, people have um, their concepts, ideas, all this already created or stored within their mind through programming, conditioning, whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, when you really take a long journey within, you realize that almost every path, tradition, system, whatever is laid out for you, has some level, form, or ideology of mind control over you. And that is what allows people to never really step outside of that control, that box, and to establish their own path. And it's very interesting because just before I came on the show, here comes another goddamn person talking about, oh, Mercury retrograde is back in effect. No wonder I feel like kicking ass. Uh, No, Mercury retrograde is bullshit, just like, you wanting to kick ass is just how you feel. It has nothing to do with Mercury or any other fucking planet, okay? Now, I'm not saying that planets, that luminary bodies don't affect you. I didn't say that. But at the right. end of the day, you are the moon. You are the sun. You are Mercury. You are Venus. And if you don't know, well, study chakras. Study Kundalini. Study any esoteric principles of Taoism and Dravidian Hinduism and Tantra and things like that. And you understand that the chakras are all planets. That's what they connect with, planets. So anything that's happening as Mercury retrograde is really bullshit. It is just an (laughs) excuse for you to say, I want to kick somebody's ass. Or that's why I'm disagreeable. No, what it is is that your chakras are spinning wheels of energy. 
and you are reacting off of what you're feeling, and that anything in the macrocosm is already within the microcosm. That's right. And how do you know? Let me get this. Let me just throw this out there for those who really, really want to be on that level. How do you know that you're the one that's not affecting Mercury and Mercury is not affecting you? How do you know that you're not the one affecting these things? Because if anybody really did a study, right, in ancient Kemet, in ancient India, the sun and the moon were planetary bodies that you saw, but the equivalent, 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 sorry, the equivalent of that was a principle within self. And in, let's say, ancient India, the moon energy was the Ida, and the sun energy was the Pingala. And that is channels within the body that activate certain forces and energies. So anything that you hear that's happening out there is actually really happening within you. Just like any god you think you contact, it's all still happening within you. Now, you fuckers can say, oh, well, no, you're negating spirits existing outside of you. Well, let me just put it this way. Let me put it this way. Dane McCoy, who wrote a book called Astral Projection for Beginners, stated it clearly and precisely as an occultist. She said, as an occultist, you should never be dependent on anything outside of you. You eventually have to get to the point where you're not dependent. Let me say it again for some of y'all who might miss this. Never be dependent on anything outside of you. That includes your astrology. That includes your readings, your consultations. That includes your Mercury retrogrades. That includes any and every facet that you utilize today as being dependent on things outside of you you got to get to the point where you don't need that shit. And this right. is what I mean, because Brother Thor and I also spoke about this. You niggas are so occultist, so masters, which is so really basic occultism. The word occult comes from occultare, which is Latin, or occultare in Spanish, which means hidden knowledge. Hidden knowledge or information about yourself. Because what is the most hidden knowledge is the knowledge of self. And all that which you do is irrelevant if you're not going within and mastering self. What I mean is you're lighting some candles, you're doing some rituals for money. Now, this is what me and Brother Sar spoke about. You can go and get the money. But you want to do a ritual to get money. That means you're feeding your laziness. Let me explain that again. You fuckers can go and get some fucking shit accomplished physically to make money. But you'd rather sit there and light some candles and beg for some shit to come to you. Or invoke some spirits to do your bidding. Are you lazy that you can't do this shit physically and make that shit happen on your own? Do you see not the dependency behind that? And brother, brother Ravana Noon, on that on that same note, the dependency thing. And if you go back, any true person that works spiritual magic knows you can only petition the cosmos or the cosmic consciousness, the divine intellect, after everything else fails. If it's something that you've tried 
and exhausted. To every, you can, it doesn't work. Meaning you can't light a candle, for an example. You're not going to get the winning numbers to the lottery or petition for money because if it's outside of your control is when you only go for that type of magical working. I'm talking about that one specific magical working when you're trying to so-called establish, here's where people get fucking confused, a need or a want. When you petition the cosmic for a want, it's never, the energy is never responsive. So most people are going to find out they do shit and nothing ever happens because, as you're saying, as Brother Ravana Noon is saying, because 99.9% of the things you're trying to ask for, you have the power and ability to gain it yourself. So that, any true magician knows that. Go ahead, Brother Star. It's I know funny, you um, not only that, you know, the things that sometimes people petition for are things that are not necessary for their personal journey. That's right. This is what this is what it means to know thyself is to know what you need to fucking do. That's right. In your in, in your life, I don't mean the shit that you want. I don't mean the niggas sitting around, man. Man, if I could just hit that lotto, man, everything will be all right. <laughs> well, know, remember, brother, mean, remember, remember, brother. There's the Kundalini and the Kundalini. So most people are practicing <laughs> Kun. Delaney. So there's, there's there's a phonetic breakdown in that word, brother. And and, and exactly. like brother Ravana, like brother Ravana Noon was saying a minute ago, let's go back to the, that first hermetic principle: all is mental, mental is all. So that first principle alone is telling you that. But go ahead. And it's funny that's and and that's something I I I've noticed some I've even done in the past. But you know we we look for things that is not for our actual path that we're That's here right. for. That's right. And when we do things like that, we actually hurt ourselves. This is why when you go back to the core of all mystical teachings all around the world, what is the core of the teachings? Divine love. Where right. does that come from? It comes from the heart. Follow your heart, as they say. That's right. Or Which is the next job we're going to do. Yeah, or live within your heart. You know, and when you expand your heart and you open your heart up, all of your the true knowledge of your true self comes out. All well, of the things that you want right to know. <laughs> Go, Go ahead. ahead. Now, I'm saying all of the all of the things that you wanted to know about yourself is sitting in your heart. I'm not talking about. You calling yourself Amon Ra and all this other bullshit. I'm talking about who you truly are. Fuck the gods and goddesses. The gods and goddesses are not who the fuck you are. That shit That's that right. you created with your own mind that you That's chose right. to believe in. That's right. The problem so with ahead, that, brother, is this. The major problem is that, <laughs> like he said, most people... Listen, we're talking about people who have no fucking clue how to have compassion, caring, or understand. I'm not telling you to fucking go and fucking take care of every goddamn person on the planet. I'm not talking about <laughs> going to the extreme and saying, hug a tree and love everybody. That's not what we're saying. But goddamn, some of y'all people have no goddamn compassion for anything, including yourself. 
So the right, hardest exactly. thing is that when we say this, we're we're sharing this, it's very difficult because some of the people who are maybe listening or, or listen to the show that's once it's recorded are the very people who have no goddamn compassion about anything. Right. So when you and I and Beniti share this, it is like bumping our head up against the wall and waiting for a response that never comes. Because people are cold-hearted on this planet. Overall, right now, you feel and you see a lot of hatred and a lot of cold-heartedness and a lot of everything. And you have to understand, as we all do now, this is thousands of years of BS that's bubbling to the surface. But you have to understand, whenever a a new paradigm shift comes in or whenever a new shift occurs within the universe, the cosmos, whatever name floats your boat, when that occurs, everything has to bubble to the surface to be released in order for you to transition to next level of vibration, the next vibratory level. You cannot have any of that here. So you wonder why the world's chaotic right now? You wonder why people, because the chaos is is what is necessary to produce the shift. So there is no hardly people loving and caring. Everybody wants to hate the black man, hate the white man, hate the Asian man, hate, the, hate, 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 hate. Everybody, everybody's out for self. Yes, and and don't get it twisted, people. When we say master self, don't take mastering self with selfish self. It's big that doesn't mean that, correct. And people correct. don't understand. What did Buddha say was the biggest problem of humanity? Now, here's what's funny, because remember I was speaking about mind control and how many of these systems are used to control the minds of people. Buddha didn't say desire leads to suffering. No, niggas. That's what they want you to think. What Buddha specifically and plainly clearly said is selfish desires lead to suffering. That's correct. Notice how they exempted the word selfish. selfish. That's right. That's right. To make you think that every desire leads to suffering. Bullshit. No, that's incorrect. Selfish desires lead to suffering because many of your desires that are not selfish lead to growth. For example, you have a desire to transform and expand your consciousness and spirituality and spiritual, right? So that's a desire that's actually beneficial for your growth. You have a desire to improve your health. You have a desire to improve a lot of different things. Those are not selfish desires. Those are desires that are necessary for your growth. But selfish desires lead to suffering. And right now, as Brother Asar just said, people are selfish. They are going for self to the extreme, and they want to justify every goddamn fucking thing that they do and and do what? I'm going to quote Elisa Crowley and say, do what thou wilt. That's not what the nigga said. That's not what it means either. <laughs> okay, that's 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 the remember what we said. For mind control purposes, everything is usually abbreviated. He did not say, "Do as thou wilt." There's a whole other portion to that that many of you niggas never even talk about because it doesn't correspond or or validate your selfishness. Right. So you'll just pick and choose what you want. To validate your selfishness 
And last note, before we start on the heart chakra, because the heart chakra is probably going to be the longest chakra that we deal with, because that's the middle passage. That's the gateway from the lower to the higher, so that shit takes a long time. But before we get there, right, before we get there, understand something, that when we are speaking about these things, we're not speaking to you, or let me say this, we're not speaking down to you. We're speaking as if you already are understanding on this, what we're sharing. We're never speaking down to people as you listen to this show. That's right. I want to state that clearly. We're speaking because we understand that many of you are all on a certain level and certain vibration. And wherever you're at is what you pick up and is what you understand for your growth. Regardless if you fully understand it or less understand it, it's irrelevant. Don't let that affect you. When the time is right, you will understand it completely because your soul will continue its maturation process. However, understand that in this life, and this is what I learned on the cruise, all this shit, whether you call it occultism, alchemy, uh, fucking metaphysics, spirituality, Sufi, Islam, uh, Hebrew, Order of Melchizedek, Order of Crackheads, I don't care what you call it. (laughs) At the end of the day, you're all here for one purpose and one purpose only. That is to grow the fuck up. And that is what you're here for. You're not here to stay stagnant. You're not here to justify your fucking appetite for everything that is extreme about yourself. You're here to grow. And even those things which you think are not beneficial to you are actually are. That's right. You need your humanity to transform. And whoever oh, tells shit, you. Brother. Oh, hold on, shit. Hold on. I know where you're going, nigga. Let me finish this now. That's evil, finish. brother. That's evil. <laughs> and whoever tells you that you don't need your humanity to transform is a goddamn motherfucking liar. Watch out for them. You need your humanity to transform. You need to understand your suffering to transform. You need to understand pain to transform. And whoever tells you to ignore your pain, run from your pain, run from your suffering, is doing you a disservice because they're feeding you a, 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 a delusional concept. You need to understand your pain to transform humanity and living this existence called humanity is what allows you to transform. Remember the Buddha, and why do I mention the Buddha all the time? Because I like it. Fuck y'all if you don't like it. No, anyways. No. <laughs> the, reason, the reason why I mention Buddha all the time is because I have a lot of dreams with that dude. Okay? And regardless, that shit don't make me any more special than somebody who does or doesn't. I'm just talking about me. I have a lot of dreams with that dude, and a lot of the messages I hear are always in unison with my vibratory level, okay? And what did Buddha always share with people? He said what what was asked of him one day was, what you teach us, how can it help us? How can it help us transform? How can it help us, you know, get out of here? How can we astral plane? How can we do this? He said... In so many words, that shit is all irrelevant. 
Because what does that shit have to do with your suffering? That's right. If so, you're I mean, not I... dealing with your suffering and dealing on how to get past your suffering, then guess what? You're leading a delusional path to yourself. And don't think you're not suffering just because you ain't gone through something yet. You will be suffering some point in your life when a family member passes away, when a friend passes away, when something happens. You can think, oh, I'm so spiritual. I'm such a high level. I know that after they die, they go through these planes of existence. Whatever, nigga, listen. At the end of the day, nobody's prepared for death. Because when that shit happens, That's right. it hits you and catches you off guard. And and let's, let's add this, as we've talked about on the show. Let's stop fronting like we know exactly where for bait and what's going to happen. Because I, I, these other Negroes that I'm kind of <laughs> tired of, or these niggas that are using information and are coming forth by day. Yeah, on the walls of the pyramids in ancient Egypt, they said what happens to... Listen, bottom line is this. Just like Ravana Noon said, most people get into some form of consciousness because if you haven't done that ritual, the winding staircase, or put yourself in that dark closet and got in tune with your inner self or the deep, dark aspects of your subconscious mind, when I say dark, I'm talking about not dark as we were talking about dark and light earlier. I'm talking about the unlimited potential that it possesses. You will find most of us first came into spiritual consciousness because of the unknown of what death brings. What is it? What happens? How did we get here? What's going to happen when we leave? Man, I've heard every nigga in the last 25 to 30 years try to break it down. And basically what you're given is metaphors. Now, if you really study the inner workings of those teachings, say the opening of the mouth ceremony or the transition into the underworld, those were metaphorical. But the actual experience, here's again the breakdown of what we were talking about earlier, actually living the experience, or reading about it. Well, you're only reading about that. You're not going to gain that experience. Guess what? Until what? Until you actually fucking experience it. So stop trying to over-intellectualize like you know what the fuck is going to happen to you, word verbatim. That's the other shit that's got to stop. Because if you (laughs) did, we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. We wouldn't even be on this call right now doing this show. Because if we knew the answer to that question, fuck it. We, We know what's... That's it. We're done. We don't, need to, we don't even need to discuss anything. People are trying to, and, and, don't, and don't give me a per. well, I had a dream. All right, nigga. We ain't talking about your own personal experience. That might be a message encoded for you. And we've also found out in researching this information, the experience isn't the same for everybody. But what were you going to say, brother? Sir? No, I was just saying, you know, speaking about the universe being 93%. Darkness. Oh shit! What yeah. what is that? What is that other seven percent light? It's it's the light of love, niggas. That's right. That that's the secret. Buddha was taught, teaching niggas this a no, long nigga, time you ago. Can't quote Buddha, nigga. No, nigga, you're a fucking. Well, well, you're, you're well, a Hindu, nigga. So I guess, <laughs> no, uh, nigga. My, but, but but I guess what it boils down to the two aspects: Are you practicing Buddhism or Bhutiism? See, most people are practicing Buddhism. <laughs> and are you raising the Kundalini or the C-O-N-O-O-N Kundalini? So there's Kundalini and there's Kundalini. Let's establish that shit because bottom line, exactly. these would be your people, as we've said, that they're reading about it, but they're not gaining the experience. And that is so true 
when talking about the topic of death. We can look. One thing we have to get into our minds, and I think we discussed this two weeks ago, this, this is something you have to stamp in your mind. When you're talking about death, when you're talking about deity, per se the creator, whatever the creator means to you, I don't want to get into any spooky-ass shit because some people are going to go internal on that question, and there might be some people that get into all the spooky shit of law, Anu, and fucking anything that exists outside of themselves because they're too lazy to accept the responsibility themselves. Bottom line is this. You cannot over-intellectualize three-dimensional things that exist outside of that. That's the bottom line. When you're trying to establish what is creation, you can't do that and define it by a person, place, or a thing, or three-dimensional. You have to go outside of that way of thinking. Because if you're going to sit there and try to explain to somebody what the creator is, like, for, like we've said on the show several million times, these would be your people that have left whatever religious school of thought they came from, and then now they claim to be spiritual, conscious, they're into Egyptology, and they're, and they're worshiping the Yoruba, whatever the fuck they're doing now. But all they basically have done is left one form of religious thinking, and now they've just entered a new form of thinking because they still use terms. I don't understand how you can study Egypt and use the term the most high. That shit baffles the fuck out of me. Oh, God, brother. Yeah, yeah. These are people that claim, you understand, to accept deity shit. I'm a deity, I'm a god. But you're you, the most high. And I keep posing the question, where is the most high? And I only say that to get people to see the point. Subconsciously, you're still looking outside of yourself for deity and creator. When you got to understand, the only power that gives that thought life is you. Because if you really believe in your mind that there is a deity that exists outside of yourself that per se might be in heaven or paradise or wherever, then guess what's fueling that thought process and giving it energy? It's you. It's, it's funny. Uh, I just want to add this on. Joseph Campbell said something very powerful. That's evil, brother. He's, He's a white man, brother. That's evil. That's right. That's right, brother. That's right. Fuck, fuck that nigga. Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but he says something very important. He said, "If you see the path ahead of you, that is ahead of you, that is not your path." That's right. That's right. Say it again. Mm-hmm. Right. That's complicated, brother. Say it again. Slower, slower, brother. If, <laughs> if you see the path ahead of you, that is not not your, your path. path. That's right. You ain't cre- you ain't creating. You walking somebody else shit. Meaning, if you worshiping a demon, you worshiping a god. You conjuring up these motherfuckers, gods, goddesses, demons, whatever you conjuring up. You are walking somebody else's fucking path, motherfucker. No matter how much you fuckers think you're creating your own path, if you calling right. on one of these people that already exists, nigga, you're walking somebody else's shit. In so That's many right. ghetto terms. And and the other sickness is if you're actually visualizing them as an actual physical being, then you're even more fucking confused. Because as we as we explain, these are archetype energies. They're representation of energies that exist in your subconscious mind. The other danger is people are conjuring up these spirits and actually visualizing physical representations of these beings, not understanding like like we talked about a few weeks ago. You have everybody breaking down and talking about, say, say per se, Tahuti. And I told you all that story a few weeks back, and I had to ask the brother, well, can you access the energy of Tahuti? And that motherfucker looked at me like I was crazy. Like, what do you mean? And I did that intentionally because that individual still sees Tahuti as a physical me because they still have that 
religious mindset that this is some spiritual being that incarnated from some spiritual realm outside of our earthly realm. Yes, Nigga, brother. that's just... That's and a religion. Came out of jet, brother. Came yeah, out of yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's, that's religion, man. That's, 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 that's interesting. That's interesting because when you when you look at these mythologies, whether it's in Egypt, Asia, India, wherever the fuck you go, whatever mythology, these were describing psychological phenomena. That's right. That's what it was explaining. These people wasn't trying to explain no afterlife shit because they weren't there. They can only describe what they're experiencing now, which is psychological fucking let, phenomena. Let me simplify okay. that, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's complicated, man. It's complicated. Let, me, let me simplify that. All right, I'm going to put it in these terms. Some, one day, let's say four people were sitting in, uh, in a, at a table. They were having lunch, right? And they said, you know what? Let's come up with a story that people can accept and believe. And this story has to hit all points of human uh, human life. Let's create a story where this one person, let's call him a hero. Hero, ooh, deep, isn't it? Anyway, yep. right, so we'll call him that. And we'll say that this person was born to a virgin mother or what appeared to be a virgin mother, which really wasn't true. But anyways... Let's say this child was born to that because his daddy was killed, because his daddy's brother didn't like him, or whatever else, right? And then let's talk about how this child had to grow, had to learn about heartache and pain and all these different things. And then this child had to confront the very thing that he was running from or afraid to confront. And then this child became something greater than itself. And then this child was then worshipped the world over, right? These people came up with a story literally sitting around a round table having a lunch, and you still accept it and believe it a thousand, two thousand, ten thousand years now. It's that easy to create something and have the world believe it. If you have enough people accept it, it becomes a reality to those collective conscious-minded people, and you still will accept it 10,000 years later. And you know what I just got out of that story, brother, as I listened to you talk? The only thing that resonated with me wasn't the actual literal part of the story. It just sounds like, to me, an individual can relate, any individual can relate that to themselves as far as the point of how one can overcome obstacles and challenges and raise Bingo. themselves up to greatness. That's it. That's why I didn't use no names, no gods, no deities, because it's a concept of human nature and the three paths of a human nature, birth, maturity, old age. That's it. That's the cycle of life that you live. That's Masonic, brother. That's Masonic, brother. You're dropping some Masonic, too. Yes, I'm going to Masonic hell, brother. But anyway. (laughs) Cable toe, brother. Cable toe. Cable toe, brother. Hold on, let me keep going now. That's the three candles around the altar, brother. <laughs> Did you say camel toe or cable toe? Candle, candles, brother. Get your mind on the No, 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 I thought niggas said camel toe. No, that's, that's gutter. That's gutterness, brother. Gutter. <laughs> but anyway, that's the three candles around the altar, right? That's right. That's right. Those three points of human nature. Birth, maturity, and old age. And all your mythological stories are based upon those three principles 
overcome them. Now, regardless what names they gave him, Heru, Shiva, Asar, uh, Hanuman, Ganesh, uh, Shakti, Heteru, Sekhmet, yep. whatever yep. names, Oshun, Yemaya, Obasala, yep. it's the same concept found right. in all world religions, traditions, or spiritual right. systems. That's right. And all of that just has to do with you and your human existence on this planet and how those stories are examples of how you can overcome and become a greater version of yourself through your trials, tribulations, experiences that you go through. Whether you read the Quran, whether you read the Bible, whether you read the Bhagavad Gita, whether you read the Upanishad, whether you read the Coming Forth by Day, also known as the Book of the Dead, whether you read the Tibetan Book of the Dead, it doesn't matter. They're all talking about the same thing. How do we know? Because you're speaking to brothers on this show who've probably read every goddamn book imaginable when it came to any religious system or tradition imaginable. That's right. And I'm going to share this before we start on the heart chakra. Let me share this for you. I've met people who were Sufis, okay, who were more on that conscious spiritual transformational level than an occultist motherfucker claiming to be some god. That's right. I've met met people who are straight, Jesus-fied Christians who are more compassionate, caring, understanding, and on that transformational level than a nigga who claims to be Amun Ray, Takuku, whatever the hell else. Baboon Coon. (laughs) Yes. I've met people on those paths who are more ready to transform than a nigga claiming they know all this shit because they read 1,500 books and never gained an experience about anything they read. Brother, why right. Why is that, brother? Why are they more in tune than these other motherfuckers? Because they're not following their bliss. They're following their mind, most of these people. The people who are close are following their bliss. They're following their heart. So their heart expands, allowing their consciousness to expand to receive the real jewels and wisdom behind what they're trying to obtain. And when you're you know out there yeah, and you're just right. living in your head and all you want to do is sound deep and all you want to do is know about a million thousand and one rituals and never get the freaking substance of the ritual because you're too busy trying to sound deep about a ritual. Oh, yeah, nigga, I know this ritual. Yeah, nigga, let me give you this ritual. Yeah, let me do it. Right? See, at bro, the end gotta, of the day, that was what thinking. Bruce Lee said. That's right. Bruce Lee but said, you know, I fear, I fear a person. I don't fear the man who has a thousand different kicks. I fear the man who's mastered one kick. One kick, that's right. A thousand different times. That's right. Because that one kick mastered a thousand different times is more lethal and deadly than a thousand different kicks. And you don't even know how to execute. And it's funny, I I mentioned this shit before. You know, um, if your heart is not in what you do, that shit is not real to you, nigga. Understand that. That's right. If your heart ain't in it, that shit is not real. You can do all the fucking rituals you want. You can read all the books. You can conjure up all the demons. Not all that shit 
is nothing if your heart is not in, in it. And most of the time, most niggas' hearts are not into this shit that they do. They just following another religion, pretty much. Okay. Sad to say it. But let's let's let's. This is going to get some answers. Let's get into the heart chakra because it's funny. It's going to segue into, as you brothers were just talking about, what makes per se say that, what we would term as say that 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 Christian or that uh, other person that seems more grounded spiritually than the so-called you know, Evan Ra Seti Baboon Coon Facebook wannabe guru. Uh, are going to be some of these key words, and that's why I don't know how the fuck y'all niggas stay on Facebook. I had to get off that shit. Outside of our radio page, I can't do that shit no more because I lost my oh, goddamn mind. The reason but, I'm on there, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I flipped out on half of those Negroes. I can't deal with that shit. I just I ain't got no patience for ignorance. But anyway, some of the key words uh, with this chakra, compassion, feeling, tenderness, love of the creator, love of others, detachment. Let's talk a little bit about this. It's going to segue in. This will explain and give some of the logical explanations. And notice I stress the word logical, all right, not to keep it spooky. Logical and practical explanations to explain some of these things. Now, again, I'm, I'm a book that I had typed into some of the listeners, a um, book I'm going to make reference to, and, again, I want to make this clear. doesn't mean this is exactly how it is. We're just using this as a criterial guideline, as just a basis. That's it. So by all means, what we're getting ready to read is not necessarily the sole authority on chakras. It's just a, I chose this book. It's a good book for beginners, for people that if you're looking for a book to, to really start working with the chakras that keeps it very simple and basic and you can master some of these principles on your own and then start creating your own path or own methodologies, this is a good book for that. It's called Working With Your Chakras by Ruth White. Uh, very simple book. You can, uh, a kindergartner can follow this book. It's that simple. All right, so let's go. To, we're going to go and uh, take a portion out of Chapter 6, the heart chakra, all right? Uh, location of the heart chakra. Let's give you some basic information on what the heart chakra is. It says it's on the same level as the physical heart, but in the center of the body. Stem is at the back, all right? That's your location. Your key words were the ones that I just read, compassion, feeling, tenderness, love of the creator, love of others, and detachment, which that's a key one. We're going to talk a little bit about that when we get to it. Uh, when this chakra really starts to develop is between the ages of 12 to 15 years old, on a rough note, and everybody matures differently. So it doesn't mean, you know, if you're listening, well, I was spiritually in tune when I was eight. I was levitating and shit. Well, you know, if that's you, then, yeah, then yeah, you're <laughs> special. All right, the colors that are associated with it are green, rose, and rose amethyst. That's just, the, there's actually more. I'm just getting some of the basics. I'm not going to go through all those. The element that it's connected to is air. The sense that it ties into is touch uh, and feeling. The glandular connection is the thymus gland, which is a key in understanding uh, scientifically how that operates and works in your body, your thymus gland. Very important. We'll talk a little bit about that. Some of the fragrances that can, enhance, that can heighten it, uh, sandalwood and rose, just two. Uh, those those the all, can, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, those are some of the fragrances that can actually calm and, and, and create a, a feeling of tranquility. Some of the stimulating fragrances, pine and honeysuckle, again, there's many more. We're not going to go through all those. Now, some of the, we talked a little bit about crystals and stones and gemstones. Um, they do have healing properties if you know how to transfer your energy to them. One thing I noticed, because I work with my hands a lot and I'm, I am on computers frequently and I'm actually working with my hands, I noticed one thing 
um, when you can spiritually charge crystals, you can create that healing energy, and some of them really do work. If you really understand and, you know, know how to work with them, we talked a little bit about that. But some of the ones that are associated with this chakra are emerald green, amber, azurite, jade, rose. Uh, that's just a few. Um, let's now, real quick, talk about some of these key words that are associated with it. This now will kind of clarify some of the things we just talked about. But first, one of the key elements or key words associated with the heart chakra uh, is compassion. We, oh, we, yeah. We just went over this. And, we, and, and this, this ties in perfectly to what we were talking about earlier. It says the root of the word, word means it's passion in that word, compassion, obviously. Implying a feeling of identification with a person, cause, or life dilemma. Now, I want to stress, it says here, as Brother Rabana Noon said earlier, it doesn't mean set out to save the whole world, hug a tree, skip naked through butt naked fields, peace and love. It, the key word here, it says, is a feeling of identification or identifying with a person, a cause, or a life dilemma. Now, I want to stress the word identification. It didn't say, again, you know, be, be a uh, hippie, peace and love, and, and a false illusionary aspect of what compassion is, because sometimes we think it's being soft, and that's not what, what having compassion means. It doesn't mean you're soft if you, if you have compassion, because then you're looking at it in that aspect. What this is saying here is being able to identify, and I'll stress that word, with a person's situation, a certain cause, or a life dilemma. Compassion brings non-judgmental understanding. Let's say that part again. Compassion brings non-judgmental understanding. From the red Indian culture to different races, judge no one until you have at least walked at least a mile in their shoes. This reflects the true meaning of compassion. So let's talk about this real quick, brothers. Identifying. I think that puts compassion more in a perspective, because let's be real. We know words carry vibrations and frequencies, and they stimulate thoughts. When people hear the word compassion, let's be real, most people start thinking of, if you're a male, that, you know, that dominating masculine energy kicks in, and you hear the word compassion, and you're starting to think about being soft, and I'm too masculine to be compassionate. That's for soft dudes. The word compassion has nothing to do with being soft. It has no... It, it clearly means being able to identify with the situation. That's it. Let's build on that for a little bit and dispel the myths on what compassion is, how it ties into the heart chakra. Because as uh, I believe it was Brother Sargidi earlier mentioned the, the word divine love. Every spiritual system, I don't care if it's from the mundane aspects of monotheism and religion on up to Sufism, Buddhism, whatever other ism, uh, whatever other cultures, your mystical orders, any of these higher secret societal orders, masonry, whatever, whatever level of knowledge you want to get into, that is the key element that's at the root of all these doctrines, philosophies, information, is the aspect of this, divine love, that true compassion. We're not talking about, again, love of a physical object or a person. That's not divine love. Uh, if you love your, your mate because she's got a big booty, that's not divine love. We're not talking about that <laughs> shit. We're not talking about you love your best.
You understand connecting with fellow human beings, nature. All this is connected to that aspect of what we call divine love. And we spoke of the Sufis earlier. We spoke of Buddha. This is what the Sufis, for an example, try to obtain in their rituals when they do their chanting circles, their thicker circles, when they do their Sufi dances. They're trying to create that vibrational frequency that takes them to that level energy-wise. That's one aspect. Here's a question that I have, you know, and, and I stated this <clears throat> to Brother Ravana. Is, um, when, when you've done all of these things as far as when you've gained the so-called spiritual powers that you say you want, or you've done this, or you've done that. At the, after you've accomplished those things, what's left? What are you going to do with what you gained? Are you just going to sit on your ass and just be a, a fucking, um, I'm go a to fucking try, try to be a... And, and <laughs> exactly. But, but, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, what are you going to do? Are you Are you going to be a service to yourself or are you going to be of service to others? But, Sargiti, on that note, and it's funny you bring that up, when you, when you think you're at that point, and some might be, some might think they are, there's a difference between being there and thinking you're there. That's two different fucking things. But what we all should be asking ourselves, especially as we get up in, in older age, okay, and when I say older age, I'm not just talking about in numbers because – just because you're 60, 70, 75 doesn't make you an elder. You can still be stupid as fuck. Right? You know, let's call it for what it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking about up in wisdom. So you can be 25, 30, 40, 45, 50, and be at that elder status. So it's, I'm talking about uh, attaining a certain level of wisdom and understanding or understanding or other, uh, uh, overstanding, beneath standing, whatever fucking standing you need. Uh, if you're at that point, we got to get to a certain point where we ask ourselves, if we transcended tomorrow, we're just using that term loosely, if we, took, if we went to that next phase in our existence, can we leave here right now, right now in this day, at this moment, right now, as you're listening to this show and as we're talking right now, do you feel if you left here tomorrow that you left a lasting impression on this life's existence? What did you contribute? Did you leave something? Do you feel like... Your existence here contributed something that you can leave behind that's going to be beneficial. That's the shit we need to be asking ourselves. And if you can't give a definite yes to that answer, then you have a lot more work to do. It's funny because, and this is so important, understand this. What you contribute to humanity, humanity is a reflection of what you contribute to yourself. Understand that. So, it does, does not one of, the, one of the principles, it's not one of the seven hermetic principles, as above, so below, as within, so without, but just go ahead. Exactly. You know, it's <laughs> like what you contribute to humanity is, all, is a reflection of what you contribute to yourself. You know, if, right. you have self, if you have self-love, you're going to love others. If you don't, if you don't, if you hate, if you have self-hate, you're going to hate others. You know, this is why I don't understand with these uh, these fuck humanity people. You know, they walk around and they talk this bullshit all day. It's like you can't love yourself if you're saying fuck everybody. That's that's an oxymoron. Yeah, 
That's right. You know, people don't really think about the shit that they start, you know, the shit that they take on or the beliefs that they choose to engage in. It's like, is that shit healthy for you? That's right. You know, and but that's that's but you know this is getting into the heart, the heart chakra, and you know understand the more your heart chakra blossoms, the more you understand yourself, your true self is hidden in your heart chakra. That's right. This is why many many societies all over the world were always gearing you towards having divine love because they knew that's where when you truly would know who you really are. That's right. That's right. And remember, but remember on that note, brother, as you just said about hate. Remember, you become what you hate. Over time, when you when you focus so much energy on what you just talked about, you become that. And remember, when you constantly think about on a daily level, you become. Now, if you could sit here, this is why you have people that set out to try to get tasks accomplished. It could be on a financial level. It could be on a spiritual level. It could be setting out to help people. You understand? But these are people that can't understand or know the reason why. Every time they set out to do something, they fail. Because they, before they even set out to do it, they start thinking negative thoughts. As far as, like, for an example, we've all maybe been involved in a business deal. You understand? And you'll have people that get involved in a business deal. And I've been involved with people personally. I know Ravana Noon has. I know Brother Starr has. You understand? And they'll sit there and they'll start infusing doubt into the situation. Well, how is it? How is it? I don't know how this is going to happen. Well, you might as well just stop right there. You're going to draw that to you. You become that. So, like, like we were talking about earlier, you can't sit there and think that something outside of you magically is going to do it. You have to go into that with a mind state of confidence. You have to go into it with the mind state of, you know what, I'm going to succeed in getting this task done. Because how many of us know people that no matter what they set out to do, it turns to shit? It doesn't matter what it is. It just it, ter- it turns to shit, whether it's between family members, whether it's between friends, whether it's financial, whether it's any, any just basic or mundane task, it just always turns to shit. Because as Brother Sargidi just said, that's a reflection of what's going on on the inside. Let me, see that? Go ahead. Let me share this, right? Just... uh. When let, Let's put it, I'm going to go back, let's say, 15 years ago. <clears throat> 15 years ago, before I got any deep level into any magic or anything else like that, everything I usually imagined, usually it manifested. <clears throat> and the reason why was because 15 years ago, I was walking, even though I was still spooked out now, mind you, I was still spooked the fuck out. But 15 years ago, I still was walking in a different path, and that path was more compassion and understanding and caring. And my whole goal at that time was to bring a certain level of caring and understanding to any situation. doesn't mean I'm going to go and give you $1,000. That shit is not irrelevant. I mean, that's not relevant to caring and compassion. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Care and compassion is sharing some wisdom, some level of something that can help that person do for themselves. Right. Not always give them money, okay? But everything that I imagine mentally, I would make manifest most of the time. 
This is before any of the rituals, magic, or any of that. And the reason why is because mentally I was vibrating at a frequency where what was manifesting within me was manifesting outside of me. And so I would bring things into fruition because what I was bringing into fruition was not always something selfish. It was something that was more beneficial for what was needed for whatever. So understand this, that it doesn't matter what level of consciousness you're on. If you are intending something that can be beneficial for yourself and others, you can make it manifest. Frequency plus intent can equal healing or manifestation. If I have a frequency, which is a thought, of helping somebody, let's say they're ill, and that intention matches that frequency, then I can actually cause the spark of healing. I can't heal the person. They have to give permission to themselves to want to be healed. What I'm saying is you spark that thought process within them to start the healing process because your frequency, your thought has to match your intention. That's right. When it goes to compassion, we were speaking about identification and identifying with things, right? And when we say that, understand that when you identify with others or you identify with their plight or you identify with the situation, right, you are being compassionate because you've been there, you've experienced there, or whatever the case may be. So let me share this. This is from the book called Chakras, Energy Centers for Transformation, and then I'm going to tie this in. This is by Harish Johari, okay? And it's, he says here, according to yoga, individual consciousness is an expression of cosmic consciousness. Divine reality, the source, the substratum of the manifested universe. In essence, cosmic consciousness and individual consciousness are one. That goes into the first Tehuti principle of all is mine and mine is all. Right? Right. Because both are consciousness, which is indivisible. But the two are separated by subjectivity the eye consciousness of the individual. Realization of one's divine nature brings release from the trap of one's animal nature, which causes subjectivity and limited vision. In the language of yoga, this is called the mind trap. Close, listen to that again, the mind trap. Only after the dissolution of the individual consciousness does union with cosmic consciousness take place. Now, somebody might say, well, why would I want to give up my identity? I need my ego because my ego is the shit, and I'm the shit, and I'm the bomb because I'm a fucking individual conscious motherfucker. Yeah, guess what, dude? You're still within all. That's right. Okay? All is mine is mine is all. That's right. So understand, you are one in all, but all is still one in everything. So all permeates everything. And the only reason you would say ego doesn't exist or does exist is because you're afraid to let go of yourself and not be yourself. 
the scariest right. thing for humanity, which is why they don't want to die, is letting go of that sense of I consciousness. I don't know what happens after I let that go. Oh, my God, you mean I can't be myself no more? Oh, my God, you mean I can't be this? You see? Well, this is what, bro- this Brother Ravonna Newman, these, these also are your people that they escape that concept you're talking about by now convincing themselves and then trying to convince others that they're the incarnation of some fucking deity. Yep. <laughs> exactly. They're fucking Anu on Earth, right? Brother, I, I can't, I can't, I can't be, brother. I can't be Ra. I can't be motherfucking uh, Rama, brother. I can't Look, be the incarnation be, of Rama, brother. You can be the god of the Pillsbury Doughboy. I don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> okay, you could be the god of a popsicle. That is irrelevant to your growth. That's right. That just is dealing with a delusional mindset. That's not dealing with the actual real shit. You mean you mean you mean to tell me you mean to tell me when I expand my heart I'm not gonna find the God raw in there, brother? When you expand your heart, you realize that everyone and you are all connected. There is no difference between us. The difference comes in because I want to be this, or I want to be that, or you're this, you're that. You're dark skin, I'm light skin. You're this, you're that. You're black, you're white. See. That's that individual consciousness that wants to separate everything. But when you learn to elevate that individual consciousness into cosmic consciousness, all, allness, you realize there is no difference between any of us. Because at the end of the day, you dark motherfuckers. I want to be so dark, dark, dark. Why the fuck are you still separating? When in darkness, you're all the fucking same. There is no black or white. That's right. But yeah, you dark conscious motherfuckers, you dark occultists, everything is, oh yeah, but the white man still did this. You all ain't no motherfucking different than a motherfucking pro-black person. You're all the same. Because y'all still trying to separate and say, well, the white man took that book, or the white man gave, took that knowledge and gave it back to us in the book. You, Yeah, but your motherfucking ass is reading it, isn't it? Well, anyway, <laughs> so, at the end of the day, understand, there is no motherfucking difference. There isn't, because when you shut off the lights and you're all sitting in darkness, you don't know what color a person is. You don't know what shape they are. You don't know any of that. I'm talking about pure darkness. I'm not talking about shadows, motherfuckers. The difference, okay? Shadows are just reflections because there's still some portion of light being reflected from the sun to the moon to the planet. That's right. Okay? not talking about shadows. I'm talking about pure darkness, null and void of any form of light. There would be no separation. Colors, races, creeds, none of that shit would exist. So when you really can forego any of that shit, then you really learn about what it is to be an occultist. You really learn what it's like to master and understand this hidden knowledge, right? Because this hidden knowledge was simply explained. And I'll give an analogy and a story that I shared on Facebook. So there was a ma- there was a student. The student uh, had been privileged to receive an initiation, his final or her final initiation into all the mysteries of the universe in the Temple of Kemet, wherever fucking temple you want to use that make you feel glorified at the end of the day. 
great. Visualize it. So this person comes in, and they go through the process of preparation for this initiation, which usually takes place in, like, an ante room. Yep. Oh, I'm Masonic again, brother. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Don't give up the secrets, brother. Don't give up the secrets. (laughs) So (laughs) eventually you get to the middle chamber. Mm. Middle chamber, the heart. Oh. The heart. Anyways, the heart chakra, right? And at the middle chamber, you have to be, you go through certain rituals to make sure that your heart is right. Now, what's interesting is that Brother Benini shared that the heart chakra the element associated with it is air. Now, for you comedic deep motherfuckers, do you not understand why that's associated with air? Well, because you <laughs> ma'at fuckers always like to quote ma'at all the time, right? Ma'at this, ma'at that, and your heart has to be as light as a feather. That's why it's air, nigga. The element of air. Literally, to me, your heart is light as a feather means you done fucking took all the weight of all the separation and fucking... That's right wounds and pains and traumas that you have within you. It doesn't mean that you fucking became comedic and just because of that my heart is light as a feather. No, nigga. In order for your heart to be light as a feather, it means it has to be like air. You know how right. hard it is to make your heart like air? Because you're weighed right. down by all this bullshit that you hold inside you. Right. So anyways, at that middle chamber, the student, the initiate, Goes, undergoes a ritual to make sure that they understand what it's like to have a heart light as a feather. And then they're allowed to enter the Holy of Holies, the Sanctum Sanctorum, right? Which is the last chamber within the temple. And at that part, the Grand Hierophant asked the initiate, are you ready? Mind you, the initiate is blindfolded this whole time, Okay. The initiate asks, are you ready for all the secrets of the universe to be revealed to you? The initiate, of course, is going to say, hell yeah, I'm ready. So they take the initiate and they sit his ass down or her ass down on a chair. They slowly remove the blindfold and in front of him or her, they see a veil. And the veil is slowly lifted up and there's this huge mirror inlaid with gold around it. And the Grand Hierophant says, look into the mirror. The initiate stares into the mirror and thinks some magical shit is going to happen like Harry Potter. And the Grand Hierophant says, that which you see, which of course is his or her reflection, is the answer to all the secrets of the universe and everything that you've ever been looking for. Right. You, no, at that... the end of this path, realize that everything you've ever want, every answer you ever sought, is you. That's, and until you, you know realize what? that fact, you don't realize that you and that mirror is the reflection of the universe. The mirror That's is right. the actual universe. And you are a reflection of everything in this universe, and you're interconnected with everything in this universe. There is no so, separation. So you so brother, brother. black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian, or anything that doesn't fit into your little neat box of what it is to be conscious, have a lot of growing up to do. 
So, Brother Ravana Noon, Brother Ravana Noon, you trying to tell me I don't I don't need to join some organization with a charismatic leader that's going to take me to paradise? No, brother, you're, you're not going to risk. <laughs> you're not going to. Uh, you're not going to end up on the mother plane. <laughs> you're not going to uh, oh, end up with Yahweh Ben Yahweh on some uh, spaceship on I ninety five. <laughs> brother, brother, again, again, as as you were explaining that, you know, I'm sitting there contemplating your words as you're talking. And what came to my mind as as I'm listening to you talk, again, are all these people, even though we're clowning and joking. All I saw was all these people that joined all these groups, you know, with the hopes that they're going to attain some great secret. And like we talked about on show, you know what the greatest secret is? There is no fucking secret. The greatest secret is convincing you that there's some secret and you need to join this organization and follow me because I know something you don't know. And that reminded me, but at the end of the day, when you saw that reflection of self, you always knew anyway because nine out of ten times you're going to find out, as we were talking the other day, you're going to find out something you think you don't know only appears that way because it's the first time you're hearing it. doesn't mean that it's new. It doesn't mean it's something that has not always existed. It just creates the illusion that it's something new. And as you were telling that story, I was reflecting on us in the past because, like you said earlier, 15, 20 years ago, we were those people. We were trying to find something to belong to, to connect with, you understand, thinking that something outside of ourselves that wasn't connected to us with or within us was going to take us to whatever we, whatever illusion we had in our mind. Like you said, the mother plane, the burial, risk, heaven, paradise, whatever the fuck you want to call it. We created that illusion. And part of that comes with, you know, being young and, 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 you know, and being innocent to the point where you can be confused. And that's normal with young age, but, I reflected on to this day, we still have grown-ass people. We're not talking about, you know, at, a, at that time, you know, errors, environment, how you raise, plays a strong role in that. Now, mind you, we, can't, we came up, as we did a show a while back on that, we came up in that rebellious 80s, early 90s hip-hop era, you know, more so the 80s, where it was like coming out of high school, we were looking, you know, to rebel against the system, you know, we were, we were falling for that leaning on the crutch, as you, were, as you were talking about earlier. If a lot of these conscious coons didn't talk about the white man being the devil, about how black this and black that and the devil this, the devil that, as we've said before, they would have nothing to talk about. Because I listened to all these lectures on YouTube. I scanned through them because obviously I can't sit there and listen to the whole fucking thing. I go out of my goddamn mind. I scanned through these things, and I listened to everything. The white man's the devil, white man this. Black man, and these niggas are talking, and they talking, and and they're the masters at arousing the emotions of the masses. You understand? And these people getting what they paid for. These these are entertainers, and they're sitting there getting people all amped up, and they feel good, and now they feel like they're gonna walk out the lecture, and they're gonna take it to the streets and take it to the white man. These are the same coons that are getting up Monday morning, going back to their job, working for the fucking white man. So, so you, you mean understand? tell me, brother? That you're not going to go see Sarasuta and Sethi in Tallahassee? Man, fuck. I wouldn't waste 50 cents or some old moldy cheese on that bullshit. Because I can, I can say <laughs> it either time now. 
and I can tell you everything you're going to hear is rhetoric. And then I'm going to, they're going to sprinkle a little Egyptology in there and tell you how great you were in Egypt and Africa. And then they're going to tell you about a bunch of shit that they're never going to do. How they're going to take it to the streets and they're going to, this you know, they're going to bang. Brother, this your yeah. brother, Salvasu and Seti, and I'm back at your ass again with this yeah. real fucking talk. Yeah, that's that. That's all it is. It's talk. The key word in that <laughs> sentence is talk. <laughs> you understand? First of all, if you can't see through the blindness and the madness, anybody that gets on the platform of the white man called YouTube, the platform we're on now, and uses it for more other than the fact of teaching and educating, and that's all this is good for. So you got to take their systems and reverse it on. This is a good platform to just teach, educate, and dialogue. That's it. But when you're going to get up there and the white man is allowing you to broadcast and you're going to sit there and claim and you're going to sit there and rant on for an hour about what you're going to do. And <laughs> believe me, I've been, I've been around going on almost 30 years now, just like my brothers. And I have not seen that one, one, one bit of it to the trace other than talk. Sounds good. You know, it sounds good. You know what? That's like the dude that's getting ready to go play that football game. You know, both teams are amped up before the game starts. We know this if you're a sports fan, to use the sports analogy. Yeah, we're going to go out there, we're going to kick their ass, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? Sometimes they go out there and reality kicks in like a motherfucker, and they underestimate that team. You understand? And this is what's going on, unfortunately. And, again, I couldn't give a fuck what you do. All I'm trying to say is do what you're saying because we can make that statement because we don't identify with any of that shit. It shit is irrelevant to me. It's funny. Go ahead, brother. It's funny. I just wanted to add this into it. It's funny, you know, me being on Facebook, I see, you know, brothers and sisters, they always posting some shit, some traumatic shit that happens to black people. This shit is like an all-day phenomenon. It's like every time I look on there, somebody posting some, oh, this black boy got shot here. This black man got got his head cut off by a white man. You know, everywhere you look, it's always some black trauma shit. You know, and one of the things one of the things that came to me, I'm like, niggas look for a reason to feel like a victim. Yep. That's what I see because, you know, I don't see niggas doing nothing that's productive towards the situation. I, all I see is niggas looking for a reason to be a victim. And you know what? In that same in that same light, brother Ravana, brother Sargi, who oh, I said light, brother, that's that's religious. But in on that same note, by doing that, like you say, they're complaining, taking the role of a victim. But are they also not doing what the white man wants them to do by identifying outwardly what their emotions are? So now they're giving the white man a roadmap to feed off of their emotions. Let me give you an example real quick. That's like the exactly. It's, 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 it's like you, you say this is your enemy, right? This is what they say. This is your enemy. This is who you battling. This is you. You know, according to Sarasu and Sadi, this is your arc enemy. Now, <laughs> why would you show your enemy that you're panicking? You know that you're panicking about the shit that he's doing to you. Why would you show? That, why would you show your enemy that you're basically begging your enemy to leave you alone? Thank exactly. You. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's just like, like I said, if you're on Facebook, you got these other idiots that can't, 
they got to post everything they're doing from taking a shit to going to a restaurant. You know, I see idiots on there. Just bought the new 52-inch flat screen going on vacation to the fucking Bahamas. All right, what did you just tell me, nigga? What did you basically just tell me? Everything you're going to do, if I want to snipe you, I know where you at, son. Thank you. It's the same thing you're doing when you sit there, like Brother Sargini just said. You got all these people going to Facebook, taking the role of a victim, and now they're just, you're, you're, you're giving the enemy all the ammunition they need. So now you're outwardly complaining about shit. So now you, I'm you, sitting there, and, and, and I'm controlling the, the strings on the puppet to say, okay, so that's what gets to that person. Okay, so that's what emotion rally Exactly. Exactly. You yeah. letting this, you letting this let, motherfucker let sure know this. what works. <laughs> let me Thank share you. this. Um, years ago, there was a, a location called Tavia Stock Institute. Yeah, niggas, we've read books before, okay, just in case y'all wondering. We know a lot of shit. We just don't talk about it because to us it's not really relevant anymore. However, right. for y'all who need some knowledge... There was a place called Tavia Stock Institute, and they work with the Beatles. Oh, shit. Yeah, nigga. And they work with the Beatles to see how they can influence and affect and infect society by using the Beatles as their main platform. That's right. Would people change their style of dress? Would they change their hairstyle? What, would, what, would, what could they do? We know what happened they, with that. And they analyzed the outcome after many years. That information that they received is still what is utilized today to control the masses. Because Beatles was like the biggest sensation that hit this country in years. So what they did was they utilized that part that phenomenon to learn to infect people and their reaction. So now when they take a person like, let's say, Lil Wayne or something, who's pure garbage, right? So you take <laughs> Lil Wayne. That's just my personal opinion. Whether you like it or not, I don't give a fuck. Pure Straight garbage. garbage. Straight okay? garbage. So anyways, they take somebody like Lil Wayne who really sucks. And if you ever heard the nigga freestyle, he completely sucks. And yeah, I say freestyle. Well, that's that's a strong word for some of the youth. Freestyle. Let me tell you what freestyling is. It's the ability to create rhymes from the top of your head without having written it before, and just that's freestyle. creating as you go. This nigga sucks so bad when I heard him freestyle. I felt like vomiting at the pure garbage I heard coming from him. However. They utilize Lil Wayne to influence the masses. If you don't think so, Lil Wayne was utilized to really promote this skinny jean bullshit. Now straight you niggas game. look like straight faggots with the skinny jeans that are tight. Hanging off your ass. Yeah, high, hanging off your ass. Looking like straight females wearing that shit. Tighter than women wearing their pants. Okay? <laughs> Now, they influence y'all not only to do that. They influence you to do anything and everything that Lil Wayne does, and you accept, and you start imitating. 
and you start imitating to the point and to the fact that you don't even realize that you're not acting like yourself, you're programmed to act like that. That's correct. They learned this through Tavia Stock Institute and studying the effect they have on the masses. Now, the predate to predate Tavia Stock, you had the Nazi Party in Germany. Oh, we're going back. Oh, you niggas shit. won't be deep, so let's go back. In Nazi Germany, understand that they also created the same system, but in a smaller scale. It was called the ghetto. Oh, the ghetto ain't a black word, y'all. Uh, the ghetto is not a black phenomenon, y'all. The ghetto That's was right. actually created as enclaves for the Jews who were in Germany, Poland, and the neighboring countries that when Germany started their war and wanted to annihilate over 6 million Jews, that they put them in ghettos. And the word for this enclave was German ghetto, okay? It was they concentration camps. That's yeah. all they were. And so what they did is they studied the reaction of these Jews to everything and anything that they wanted to practice. And... Since then, they saw how fear could be utilized to control the masses, and then charity could be used to control the masses. They've seen every little aspect of this phenomenon. So to this day, when you say that you're such a deep fucker, you're such an occultist, do you understand that even you saying that, you could be programmed. I'm not saying you are. I say you could be programmed because your That's friend, right. friend, a friend, friend, a friend of a friend of a friend became an occultist. You saw how many people was getting into that shit, so you wanted to become that. Because YouTube and, talks about occultism and Baphomet and Illuminati. Now you want to get in it because it became a fad. These musicians and these artists and these models and these people. Oh, everybody's throwing the Baphomet sign. Oh, I got to find out. You understand? all a part of control so a lot of times when you get into things you're doing it because everybody else is doing it you're not really doing it because your passion or your bliss is to do that you're doing it because everybody else is doing it and you feel like you're going to be left out or not in the in crowd or not know enough or seem ignorant if you don't obtain this knowledge and information that's really not your passion that's really not your bliss that's going. That's going. That's going back to the feeling of belonging. You want to belong to some shit. Exactly. That's right. And let me add this to when you were talking about the Beatles, which is another important factor. Research uh, when you were talking about how they use them, uh, you know, as an influence to to indoctrinate the masses or to influence people to you know to run that test. If you go look on there, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club album, what, yep. what a lot of people may or may not know about the Beatles, you may or you may not know. They were students of Aleister Crowley. And if you look on that jacket, you will see many symbols that connect with Aleister Crowley, his, his systems, his, his uh, sacred orders. And if you read the inside of the jacket, they specifically mention being students of Aleister Crowley. Now, that was done intentionally because there was a system behind that, which gives them, you know, something else because there was symbology. When you really look at the photos and the images on that jacket, there's many different symbols that speak to your subconscious mind. You have to really look at the photo, study it, and really reflect on them. I mean, it looks a little weird and bizarre when you see it on the surface level, 
But if you really just sit there and really focus in on it, you're going to see a lot of symbolic images on that jacket. And that was done for a reason, too. Because those that are receptive and can reciprocate those symbols know how to put them into their correct context. But one that may not be open to those symbols, uh, it can create that veil of illusion over your eyes. Like, you, like our brother Ravana Noon was saying earlier, to enforce that system of influence, uh, indoctrination, whatever terminology you want to use. Um, but they do that a lot. We talked about it a multitude of times on the show, how they use symbols and colors and certain signs, et cetera, to stimulate your thought process. And we know that that's a fact. And you, I, I believe we talked several times on the show, you know, how you can be, you know, certain colors stimulate your appetite. You can see certain symbols uh, that create certain uh, energy and emotion centers in you, et cetera. They, they, they tie all this in and they connect all this. Um, you have to be able to really see it when you take your time to really look at it, not on the surface level, but really sit back, reflect on it, and the information that we're talking about there, we're just using that one little aspect just to show you, like we said earlier, there's a difference of taking it on the surface and there's a difference of really in, indulging yourself in the experience. It's two different things. Because just reading it or somebody telling it to you or you tapping into it by way of somebody else is not the same thing of living in the moment or gaining the experience. It's two totally fucking different things. Don't get the shit twisted. Um, what, I, what I want to do, let's, uh, if we can, because it's kind of getting late, uh, let's, let's see if we can get through just the, the last part of this and maybe take a few questions. Because I know usually we've gone to the question portion now on the phone, but obviously we haven't been on in a few weeks, so we're kind of going through a bunch of shit, trying to, you know, this is stuff that's been building up the last several weeks. Uh, but let's go through a couple more of these keywords. We'll finish with this, and then maybe for the last portion of the show we'll, 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 we'll get to some of your calls. Obviously we've got a lot of people listening. Uh, I do want to shout out one person. Uh, I don't know if they're still in here. I think they were here earlier. Uh, you can see logged into the uh, chat. We actually have a listener from the Philippines tonight. Uh, I don't know if they're still online. They were they were on the guest seven earlier, uh, and they've been listening to the show. So we that's the first that we're knowledgeable of of anybody in the Philippines listening. So we definitely want to shout out the Philippines, and I wanted to bring that to light because that's powerful. Uh, you know, when information can get to any portion of the world. We know we got people on here from Australia, Brazil. Uh, we're talking about our international listeners. We know everybody's represented uh, across the United States of America. That's that's obvious. Uh, but there's a lot of listeners you only see in the chat and some that just stream it that you can't see at all in the chat, and we get the numbers after the show posts. Um, so, we, you know, we have a lot of international listeners that can only stream it uh, or or come in the chat, so you don't see them all. But, uh, again, just to shout out all the international listeners, and we appreciate the local, too, so I'm not saying that that's irrelevant. But um, I want to bring that up because it's great when we can, when this information can go global and it's reaching everybody. I mean, when you're talking about Australia, Brazil, the Philippines, uh, London, uh, and all over the Caribbean, that's, that's, that's a great thing because it basically shows that what we call the show the title of the show, Awaken the Universal Minds, that's happening. And that's the whole purpose of the show. We're not trying to recruit people for shit. We're not trying to tell you to join any organization and fill out some application or, or I'm going to fill this package out and I'm going to teach you how to be a super cool and none of that shit. We ain't doing any of that stuff. 
We're simply trying to awaken those universal minds. And, and you take the information and you do with it what you need to do with it, and hopefully you do some work. But anyway, some of these last keywords, let's, let's, let's breeze through these. We're probably going to do the short version. Uh, we did compassion, feeling. This is, this is important because it kind of ties in everything we just talked about again. It says, in the heart chakra, basic emotions are converted into true feeling. There is a progression from the gut-level emotions at the sacral center. We just talked about the sacral chakra last show. Through the awareness of self in the solar plexus to the quality of feeling tempered with wisdom, which comes from a developed heart chakra. Now, the key in that is developed heart chakra. The heart-centered individual brings a feeling quality to life without being governed and driven by raw emotions. It is possible to have, acknowledge, and use feeling without it controlling our lives in a way in which it evades rationality and responsibility. That's important. The emotions can be harnessed without being denied. Their energy can be used advisedly, enhancing self-respect and empowerment. I'm just going to breathe through them. That's feeling. We're going to go back to that one because that's powerful. Tenderness. Again, get the soft shit out your head if you're a man. Because I can hear, I can hear, I can hear the animal. Oh, you tender. I'm too cool. All right, tenderness is here understood not only in its active state of being tender towards others, but as a quality of being. That's the more important part. That's what that tenderness represents. When we exhibit our greatest strengths, we are at the same time tender and vulnerable. As the heart opens, we reveal and declare ourselves to the world. We put ourselves on the line. It is only when we are prepared to be vulnerable and tender in this way that we can give tenderness. Okay? Another word than God or the Creator. It is used to refer to the source of all being, not a being. Let's stress that again. The source of all being or existence. Being is another word for existence. That's all it means. And not in an unconsciously discriminative matter, the heart energy inspires a love of the mysteries of life and moves us to more than an intellectual or philosophical basis for living. Those who live from the heart have an intrinsic but not naive faith in a positive pattern and meaning which underlie our existence and govern our potential. Right? The last two, love of others. This speaks for itself. Okay? Healthy love of self, we just talked about this about 15, 20 minutes ago. Uh, Brother Sargidi was talking about this. If you hate yourself, then, man, that's going to be a byproduct. You're going to hate everything else. Healthy love of self is also necessary, but far more difficult. The developed heart chakra enables a balanced two-way flow. Let me say that again, a balanced two-way flow, love of others. And then the last one. Detachment, not what you think. If you're thinking separation, spooked out. That's not what you think. Ignorance. Here's what it means by detachment in its connection with the heart chakra. This does not mean cold or uncaring withdrawal, but the lack of this quality causes difficulties. Helpers need to achieve the discipline, which enables them to see a situation with the detachment, which brings clarity leading to dispassionate appraisal of problems. In this sense, detachment becomes the midwife who brings love and wisdom to birth. All right? So we got, we did compassion. We got feeling, tenderness, love of creator or God or the source of all being. And get out of your mind. 
spooky concept, as I said, we're not talking about a physical being. We're talking about the very fabric of the core of existence, two totally different things, love of others and detachment. Let's real quick give a little commentary on this, and then we'll take some calls. Tenderness, brothers. I know some men hear that word. And feeling. Let's talk about that first. How important, because it says you can only tap into these keywords or these principles if you have a developed heart chakra. So if you're if you are loaded with hate and you're constantly fueled just by hate, ninety percent of the day, and, and all you do is you hate and you hate, and the only thing that gives you energy, the only thing that keeps you going is hate. How does this feeling block your 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 heart chakra or prevent it from developing? Let's talk a little bit about that. Well, first of all. Um, tenderness. Let me go back to tenderness real quick before we deal with hate. When you said tenderness, you know what I thought about? I thought about the four MDs and tender love. Anyway. There you go, brother. <laughs> well, um, I, th- I thought about some tender big booty. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, that's that's good too. But anyways, or, or Bobby Brown's tenderoni. But anyway. There you go. So, hate. I know a lot of people out there who have a lot of hate. You see it all day on social media, YouTube, and everywhere else. It's kind of, kind of sad though, because I'm a, I'm gonna reflect back to Harry Potter the movie when him and Voldemort were at the end fighting, and he tells Voldemort he says. Basically, in so many words, he's like, you have a lot of hate, Voldemort. I feel sad for you because you'll never know what love is. Okay? And that's how I feel for a lot of people who have hate. Hate is very extreme. Dislike of things that go to another level. And the more you live in hate, the more you exasperate your decline in life or your demise in life because all that you're manifesting is destructive thoughts, destructive to yourself, destructive to others, destructive to the very fabric of existence. That's right. And what's sad about that is that um, you see people constantly saying they hate this, they hate that, they hate that. And you can see that that those people who say that have had a very tumultuous upbringing. They've had a very hard life where they became very bitter and cold towards the world. Because of that, their heart chakras are blocked. And what's interesting is that a lot of these same occultists, alchemists, metaphysicians, or whoever else who claim to be so deep have a blocked heart chakra. They can give you wisdom, well, not wisdom, they can give you knowledge from a million books they read, but their heart chakra is blocked. How can you, let me, let me, let me ask a question here, brothers. How can you talk about, teach about, or even write about the heart chakras when you have a hate towards your own existence. That's right. How can you talk about these things, share these things, break down for people, 
about their heart chakra. But yeah, you yourself have blockages in your heart chakra because you have some kind of hate or dislike towards a group of people, race of people, nationality of people. How can you quote to me a thousand books from Caucasians, but in the next sentence say that they stole everything and that you don't need their books? But you just quoted to me a thousand books. That's right. That you just read from them. That's right. But because you read them, and other black people have read them, and black people, according to some people, are so superior that only us black people could really understand what these white people are saying. You know how stupid that shit sounds? At the end of the day, that's like the stupidest thing I ever heard. Well, you know, you're really not going to understand this book because it's written by a white man. So I have to break it down for you. Bullshit. You're basically belittling me at the same time you said that. Because what you're That's saying right. is you think I'm not intelligent enough to understand this. That's right. Which means that you think your truth is the only truth. And as Well, brother, brother, if you don't know about the book, then it's just convenience to say, oh, that's the white man's shit. Yeah, so of that's, course. That's, a, that's always your quick out. You can just say that when you don't even know what the person is talking about. It's just convenient to say, oh, that, the white man stole that from me. Rather than just say, I never read this shit, but anyway. Exactly. Now, what's interesting is that um, the same, (laughs) stupid ass shit, but anyways, the same books, the same concepts are also being utilized by the same people dissing these, these white people. Now, instead of just saying, you know what, the white man done, some white people done figure some shit out. Let's just keep it real. Some of them fuckers figure shit out. They got some level of knowledge and information, regardless what you want to claim, because people say, well, they stole it from us. Well, the first question I'm going to ask you, which is usually no answer for the question, is tell me exactly how they stole it. That's right. And you know what you usually hear? Crickets. Because they really can't tell you exactly how they stole the information, knowledge, or anything else. Because from my recollection, these same white people who stole it are the same ones you initiated in Egypt. Hmm. Well, how can they steal it if you allowed them in? Why would you even allow them in if you knew they were going to steal it? That's right. And don't tell me that they didn't know they were going to steal it when, according to you spooky fuckers, the Egyptians had foresight. Their third eye was open. Well, if their third eyes were motherfucking open, don't you think they would have seen that these motherfuckers would have taken the knowledge, flipped it, and done what they wanted to do with it? Or, if they did see it, was it all part of a plan that was necessary for your existence today? Hmm, niggas never think about that either, do they? However, back to the hate. If you hate, it's a sad case. Because you'll never understand the higher levels of consciousness that you could obtain if you just let go of a lot of that hate that's weighing you down and keeping you stuck within this three-dimensional existence. That's right. So, at that note, that's that's all I had to say about that. I don't know if I saw want to say something else. Well, I'm ready to take some calls, see what people are feeling tonight. I saw I think we lost them. Maybe we just got disconnected. I'm, I'm sure he'll call back in. 
But on last note, I want to add to what you were just saying, and we'll go to the phone when you were talking about, uh, you know, people under the illusion, like you say, they'll use the excuse. Like, I read everybody's shit. I don't give a fuck what it is. I want, I want to know the thought process just so I know how I can relate in general. So I read every goddamn thing. I don't give a fuck what it is. Yep. I read books on motherfucking cats. I don't give a shit what it is. I'm reading that shit because that's what I do. But my whole point is, for an example, we can go back to some older shows. Now, we, me and you, brother, and, and a Sargiti, when he comes back, we know this for a fact. We know over the last 10, 15 years, you know, the big thing, uh, the Metunetter, right? We talked about this. You understand? Now, for an example, when you mentioned earlier, people were saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, you know the, the excuse that a melanated person would use for not reading uh, per se, a European book because that ego kicks in and that pride is all oh, that. I'll read that shit. Though, the you know, cracker stole that from us. That that's convenient. When you ask, you just basically say you don't know. Well, most people don't know, and I know this for a fact. You know this for a fact, brother. The Metunetter, and you can go research this for yourself, and I can point it out for you personally. What's slick about the brother that wrote that book is he uses the major mind fuck on the people that read that book. He sits there and gets into all this black shit and tells you how the white man's this and the white man's that. But what y'all don't know, and the reason why you wouldn't know this, if you're not a Rosicrucian, you would never know this. Okay? If you're not a temple degree Rosicrucian, such as myself, Brother Sargidi, and Brother Ravana Noon, and anybody else that might be, not just us, if you are, you're going to know what I'm about to say. You will find word verbatim in the first part of Metroneta. I'll just give you one where he literally takes a second temple degree, information word verbatim. That didn't change nothing around, didn't alter anything, copied it word verbatim. You want to know why? That tells you two things. This brother is a Rosicrucian or was a Rosicrucian at one point. The same brother that's sitting there talking to you about how the white man's this and the white man's that and rants on in the book how the white man stole everything from Egypt, okay? But yet he is copying word verbatim information from the Rosicrucian temple degree. So he had to have access to it at some point. But you wouldn't know that if you weren't a, a Rosicrucian, Rosicrucian temple degree initiate from 1 to 12. You wouldn't know that. So what a lot of these fuckers do is they know most melanated people ain't going to look in those areas. So they take bits and pieces from shit like that. It sounds heavy and deep to you because you never came across it. So you're like, oh, shit, that's some heavy, deep shit. No, it's not. It's just you just never encountered it. And the individuals that do that know that you're never really going to look in those places. Another master at that was Dr. York. He did the same shit. And he had people under the illusion for many years that a lot of this shit, and still today you run into a lot of his students who think he's saying some new shit. And there's nothing wrong with that, but the problem that there is wrong with it when you claim that you're the sole source for that information. Yeah, That's now, where the problem comes in. Now, what's interesting is the reason they do that is that in order to get over on people, you have to give them something of substance that will actually cause them some level of spiritual growth in order for Correct. them to stay with you. Correct. It's not because they're really giving you some deep shit that's going to help you and transform you, and then you're out on your own and gone because you realize things. No, it's they're giving you some certain level of knowledge and information that they can Correct. utilize 
to help you grow, which then would give your allegiance, would make you want to give your allegiance to that person. Right. That's why they give it to you. Because right. they have to have some substance, something that's proven to have worked. And for y'all people who don't understand, Rosicrucians, Rosie Cross, have been around for thousand, over a thousand-something years, y'all. You just don't know that because you're not in it. But when you're in it, you understand this. It's been around for a long time, and it's not just Caucasians, you dumb idiots. There's many people from Africa, from Asia, from Latin America, from the Caribbean, from all walks, races, creeds, and nationalities that have this knowledge information are in the world. And, brother, brother, let's stress this. How do we know this? You understand? Because some of us have actually been there, seen it. There's temples in Nigeria. There's temples, like you said, in Africa, a temple that you uncovered in Puerto Rico. You understand? This is a reality. And, and again, I want to stress this. We're not saying it's mandatory to belong to any of these orders, to be a Mason, to be a Rosicrucian, to be whatever. We're not saying that. What we are saying is then don't make a stupid-ass statement that it's white people shit if you can't identify what exactly it is that's white people shit. Because when you sit there and tell me, oh, the Masons this, or, or the Rosicrucians are that, or, or, or the Templars are this, whatever. But you can't give me in detail, because when, when, when I come across people that do that, I just simply say, well, give me, give me something specific, and it's always some vague shit, which confirms to me that's just them speaking on what they heard, what they were told, or what they read. If you really want to know what about it that white people you think stole, then I'm telling you to join the motherfuckers and find out for yourself. Don't just go talking about the shit because you read in somebody's book that claimed to be some guru or some great teacher, and he's claiming or she's claiming to be the sole authority on this information. You understand? That's, that's, that's the shit that's got to stop. All we're saying is, as we said in the very beginning of the show, stop reading about the experience and actually live the experience. So you got one or two options in that field. If you don't know about it, then just don't talk about the shit. That's it. If you do know, based on the experience aspect of it, then you can add or ingest your dialogue. But when you're going to get vague and shit and just say, oh, that white people stole that shit from us. But you can't identify in general what you're saying. It just confirms to me you're just regurgitating what you read, what you were told, and what somebody told you in the story. So that discussion is over. So I can't debate with you. I can't have an intellectual conversation with you if you're just going to come with vague bullshit. And it's not about what you like or you don't like. That shit is irrelevant because this shit that I like and don't like, this shit that Roberta Noon likes and doesn't like, Asar Gidi, everybody on listening to this show has likes and dislikes. But at the end of the day, that shit is irrelevant. Your opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. We all got opinions. Shit is irrelevant. When it comes down to the essence, opinions, likes, and dislikes, that shit gets tossed out the window. You understand? That, that just goes completely out the window. Anyway, having said that, Brother Saw, do you want to add anything to that? We're going to go take some calls if you don't have anything. you want to add anything to that? I know you got disconnected. No, you can go ahead, brother. You're good? All right. Yeah, we lost you. We were trying to bring you in about a minute ago, but we lost you. Anyway, we appreciate everybody's patience. We know we're running a little bit late tonight. We're going to stay on for a little bit more. Uh, I know you all have been waiting. And uh, we usually go to the phones a little earlier, so we apologize for that. But, you know, we've been gone for a few weeks. You know, and the brothers are a little amped up this evening. 
So, you know, we're talking a little shit, trying to have a little fun with y'all this evening. Uh, that's what we do. And, again, I know we got some new people in here. This, again, it's not a religious show. Uh, obviously, you see that by the title. If you are new, I don't think we have too many new people. Uh, but we deal with the stuff that we're talking about. So we're not interested in your, your, petty, your petty weak concept of God or your personal faith and belief. That's not what the show is for. Uh, most of you all know the protocol. Um, if your phones are muted, please unmute your phone because, uh, unfortunately, on a weekly basis, most people forget. We try to plug them in and they're talking to get to unmute their phone. So make sure you unmute your phone. Um, if you have a question or a comment, uh, go ahead and ask that. Keep it, keep it minimal so we can try to get through a couple calls. If you don't have a question or comment, do as you always do. Just say, I'm just listening. Uh, we will rotate uh, between online. We'll take some of those questions and we'll take some calls. Uh, I'll, I do see from way earlier when we began, I'll scroll up to the top. I see we had some comments typed in a long, long time ago, some questions. Um, I didn't forget them. I do say them. We'll try to get to some of them. Anyway, let's go to the phone. Uh, Brother Jack, I know you're listening online, brother, but uh, get it. if you get a minute, try to get on that phone because uh, I want you to give you a little insight. Uh, actually, while we were on also early, I don't know, I believe she's still listening. Uh, Sister Sonia, who was at the drumming event, had typed in when we were talking about that sister earlier uh, that she was feeling some of the drumming, which she was, but she was spooked out on some of the other shit just to kind of confirm what we were talking about earlier, living the experience. So I know there's some people on the call that were at the drumming event. There's a couple of people on it uh, that were there on the 26th. Um, but, uh, Brother Jack, if you if you get the ability to get on the phone, go ahead. If not, uh, we'll do it another time. Anyway, let's go to the phone. The first call that we have, uh, West Maryland, you're on the call. If you have a question or a comment, go ahead. Hello? Anybody there? Yes, go ahead, West Maryland, you're on the call. If you got a question or a comment, go ahead. Oh, this is Marilyn. Yeah, I, I'm in D.C., but I thought, yeah, my phone number is Marilyn. I just wanted okay. to uh, thank you for um, – I, I started listening to you uh, about three or four, maybe maybe the early to mid-summer. I okay. had not been one who was uh, getting into the black-white thing, but I recently did um, right. after my awakening, and you kind of – helped snap me out of it. Now I do, I'll admit I do get mad sometimes when you guys, right. you know, go after, uh, you know, some of the behaviors, but it, it, right. it, I know that it's only simply because that it's true. It, it's but right. sister, you know why, but, you, but do you know, not to cut exactly. you off, but you know why we, you know why we all do that? Why all of us do that on the show is because we were those people at one time. So that's yes, why we're doing that's it. That's what I wanted to say thank you for, because you do make that very, very clear each time. Right. And, uh, and, and that kind of takes away the sting of truth, because that's, that's basically right. what you're giving, giving us is the truth. But I, right. what I did want to talk about was back in uh, 2012 was when I, started having um, small awakenings, and then I went to into intentions of working through mantras, uh, meditation, uh, candle magic, and what have right. you. And I also wanted to say that it is so true that you cannot uh, do these things uh, willy-nilly without any guidance or, or you right. know, without being careful because if you've not done your inner work of clearing out your system, this shit can kill you. And I did right. literally have a near-death experience. 
and I've been meaning to send you an email. I just, you know, got uh, your email, and mm-hmm. I will be uh, suggesting that, you know, if there's ever a show that you could discuss because where we could talk about uh, the experiences that some of us have had of these energies. And when I talk about energies, these were, these were all itself, so it was basically all me. It was all my right. stuff that came right. not only from this lifetime and this incarnation, but from past life incarnation. Right. Yes, I have been all of that. I have been male, female, white, uh, some of the worst <laughs> shit that you ever want to know. I found out that I was, and it built up through an 11-day process of uh, where it started out very gentle, and also the one of the ancestors that was with me at the very end of that journey that took me through the death was my father, right. who passed away in 2005, and he was there okay. to basically help me through the experience. And I think it would be very helpful for a lot of people because when you say experience, I'm one of those people that would love to kind of go through some details of my experience, you know, of what that feels like. It's almost like kind of the story of the Christmas carol where the guy was taken only through three days of Christmas past, Christmas present, and Christmas future. And mine was like 11 days of uh, past life, present life, future, you know, what your life could be. And what I think on the I think path you're going, what it will be if you continue with that's what right. you're doing. So I think, basically, I think that's I, a good idea. Yeah, that's I, a good yeah, idea. Basically, I just wanted to say, as far as the heart chakra, what it did was showed me where the work was, the, where where I was the most closed off, and it was my heart chakra. And when mm. I felt that burning sensation, and I asked, you know, the ancestors, what was that? They said that we're getting rid of all this shit around your heart, and it's stuff that's been there. Uh, not just through this incarnation, but, and that happened early, you know, during the process. And this lasted for 11 days. So I would love to, you know, be one of those that, you know, if I can share it, you know, can share that with your listeners of how Mm -hmm. this works. And then you guys can take them through the process of, you know, being very careful with this magic because it is not something that you just take lightly. It is serious. And no, you're right. experience and feel every fucking thing that right. you know goes on if your intentions are strong. And that's right. I, I survived it, but I, I do I did hear and I have been hearing about a lot of people that just fall out and die in the shower, they fall out and die in their beds. And I believe mm. that is could be because of religious beliefs and things that they want to hang on to so tight that they refuse to just be open and say, Okay, you're gonna kill me so so fucking kill me, because that's what I was uh-huh. saying by the last day. Come on, come take me. I'm ready, Dad. I'm well, you ready know what? So, well, you know what know, tends. Yeah, I mean to cut you off, but you know, you, I just came right out of it. You know, it was like, right. oh, shit, I'm still here. <laughs> that's right, but you know what tends. You know what tends to happen, and I'm, I'm glad you said that. But let me get these brothers out there. What, what do you think about doing a show? Uh, we can get Ravana Noon to put that on the page, uh, but it probably, like you said, you're talking about it, but they're probably definitely not going to like. Uh, what we're going to have to say about death because, like, you're you're giving a perspective on it. And, you know, fortunately, sometimes people want to hear shit that makes them feel comfortable. And oh, it's you not, just ex- it wasn't for no, me. No, you just, you just, that's what I'm saying. You just explained it. And sometimes, like you say, as, 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 as dramatic as that might sound to some that may not be familiar with that experience, like you say, some people, from the shock of what they encounter, sometimes it can have that effect on them. 
where to the point it can lead to physical death is because they what they what they realize the subjective universe really was to them it becomes something totally different and they don't know how to deal with it because at that moment they confront everything they thought was reality and now mm-hmm. they they meet that moment uh, I don't know if you brothers want to chime in on that real quick maybe help the sister out if you you got something you want to add to that. Go ahead, um, Sarr. How you, you want to talk? Go ahead, brother Sarr. Oh, no, I'm good. I'll pass. I okay, what about you? I think that everything's okay. been explained. Well, well with the, um, I think we definitely should do a show like that. Um, I think from the listeners, I think we do need to do something like that and start hearing people's experiences because that may shed light on certain things that we've shared on the show. It may help others uh, who may be kind of shy to talk, to come forth and shed light on certain subjects or topics like the sisters revealing. Mm -hmm. Because uh, we said this on the show before, a spiritual awakening is not a freaking uh, fairy tale Cinderella love story experience. It's not always pleasant. It's very painful. It's a very painful experience because a lot of times we're shedding a lot of wounds and trauma and hurt Mm -hmm. and pain from the past Mm -hmm. to the present. And that is not easy, as people Mm -hmm. think. See, we have this misconception because of movies and videos that, you know, you're just going to sit there and meditate and you're going to levitate. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, you have the green light shining on you and, you know, all this beautiful fairy tale stuff. But in actuality, it's a very difficult process. And first, I want to also I want to give a shout out to D.C. because, I actually lived up there and went to school at Howard, so I just want to give a shout-out to the D.C. listeners. But that, um, you know, it's it's very important what the sister was saying because she she really, you know, shared. And I can, from her speaking, I can hear some of the pain that she went through as she went through this process. Death, Death, whether we experience it or we see our relatives or friends experience it, is not an easy process. Of especially how we've been conditioned as humanity, death is a very scary process because many of us really don't know what's going to happen. The ones who've had near-death or out-of-body experiences in that situation can shed more light on that. But for many of us, it's still a scary proposition. And people need to understand that the one thing that prepares you for death and one thing that Buddha shared was you, you're you basically prepared for death when you've relieved your suffering. If you've relieved your suffering before your transition, there is an easier transition in death. But as right. far as that, it's very difficult because nobody's really been dead for 20 years and ever come back and said, well, yo, this is how it goes down, son. Not, people right. don't do that. It just hasn't happened. And if it does, we don't know about it. But, you know... It, it's something that I think definitely needs to be shared because I, we do a lot of talking on this show, but we always say we want interaction from the listeners because it's supposed to be an interactive show. So I think definitely we got to do something like that so people definitely. can start opening up and make 2016 a year of interactive, an interactive process go. instead of just That's constantly right. talking. Yeah. Definitely. And so that people won't be afraid of, 
uh, an experience and, you know, also, you know, because you could just wake up one morning after a practice and, and could hear someone or something talking to you because how it communicated with me was through uh, moving my head. And it was kundalini right. yoga that I was doing, as a matter of fact, along with mantras, like I said, that, and it was actually using my head to spell out words and, and send me on this journey, like I said, for 11 days. So mm-hmm. it's just so much to share. And I just want, I, I couldn't figure out, you know, how to start sharing this with people around me. Um, mm-hmm. And then I found you guys and I, and I've been meaning to just ask you if that was possible because it's right along me. It's, a, it's right up the, you know, in the, in the, I guess, platform or what have you that you guys talk about. So, um, thank most, you. yeah, most definitely. We appreciate that, sister. So, what we once we finish uh, dealing with the chakras, that'll definitely be on the agenda. I'll definitely get that to Brother Ravana Noon to post. He'll put it on the web page because he handles all the shows on that page. We'll post it up there, and uh, we'll definitely do that. But we definitely appreciate you sharing that with us. And since you openly came out. This is what we want people to do, and we're, we're going to go ahead and do that. That's what it's about. So uh, that, that's going to be a good topic. I just hope everybody's mentally uh, going to be able to be there. But we definitely appreciate the call, and we definitely appreciate you listening. Thank you. All right. All right, I'm going to go to the next call. We got several people on the call that just say Florida, so I don't know who the hell is who. But, man, Brother Ronald knew you're one of those educated Negroes. You went to Harvard, huh? No, not Harvard. Howard, brother. Howard University. I'm just I'm, I'm fucking with you, bro. <laughs> oh, oh, so you went, oh, you went to the black man's version of Howard. I see, I see what it is, brother. He's an educated nigger. Yeah, he's one of the edgy, he's one of the, he's one of the good ones. He's one of the good ones, as they say. All right, anyway, let's go back to the phone. Again, I got several people on the call. I got different parts of Florida, but these just say Florida. So I'm going to go to the first one. You're going to be the only one that can be heard. So we got a call on the line, Florida. You're on the call. You got a question or a comment? Go ahead. Anybody there from Florida? I'm just listening, brothers. All right. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you. All right. I'm going to the next call. We got three Floridas in a row. Second Florida. You're on the call. Question or comment? Anybody there from Florida? Question, comments? Nobody there. All right. Let's get this one. Go to the next one. I right, remember if your phone is muted, you have to unmute your phone. We can't hear you. All right, we got another caller from Florida, third straight Florida caller. Any questions or comments? Florida, you're on the call. Speak, you can be heard. Okay, well, Florida just listening. Guess who's next? We got another Florida caller, but this is identified as South Central Florida. You're on the call. Do you have a question or a comment? South Central Florida. Anybody there from South Central Florida? All right, nobody there. Nobody want to talk. Uh, by the way, just so the listeners know, uh, we are located in Florida. That's where we broadcast the show from, if you did or did not know. Uh, myself, I'm in the Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. Uh, Brother Ravana Noon is in the Orlando area. And Brother Sargedi is in the Tampa St. Pete area. Uh, so this is where we do broadcast the show from, just in case you all did not know. I think we might have mentioned that on the show. I'm not sure if we did. Uh, but that's where the show is broadcasted from. Um, and we do do some stuff down here if you are in the area, since we have a bunch of people on, on, the, on the show tonight from Florida that obviously uh, must have lost their vocal cords. They don't want to talk. They're just listening. Um, definitely we do a lot of stuff down here. So definitely get in contact with us if you have access to the area you're here because um, we do have stuff that goes on on a regular basis. 
Um, so again, that's if you are living in the, in the Florida area, uh, don't matter where, uh, definitely hit us up. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, let's tell, let's go. We'll flip to online, and then we'll go back to the phones. Um, let, let me go to some earlier comments from the very beginning of the show. Some questions, uh, and I don't, I don't think uh, uh, this is something that the guest from the Philippines typed in early. I don't, I don't see him or her on the call anymore. It says, uh, "Good afternoon, brothers." Obviously, different times on there. I'm here in the Philippines, and I just want to say you brothers are awesome and some of your concepts along my path. Um, I still have a lot of work to do. I'm fairly new to the conscious path, and I'm excited to learn and grow and create my own concepts as well. And I'm learning a lot from you brothers and reading and getting into the work and just taking my time with it and not relying on anyone but me to do the work. Peace and love, brothers, and keep the knowledge flowing and concepts going. I'm just reading that for the people just on the phone that you can't see that because you're not on the chat. And that was an earlier comment from uh, the person tuned in from the Philippines, and we much appreciate that. And I just wanted to read that real quick because it pretty much confirms what the purpose of the show is, again, as I said earlier. And it, 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 it shows that we are, are accomplishing what we're setting out to do. And that's it. Just by that, that comment alone speaks volumes to us, to all of us brothers here, because it makes us realize it's worthwhile of what we're doing. And that's why we do it. That's the only reason why we do it when we get somebody giving us feedback like that. I know that's the reason why I do it. I'm sure Brother Ravana Noon would tell you the same thing, Brother Sargi. Um, another comment real quick, uh, Nikidra, who tunes in regularly. I don't know if she's still here. I think she is. She might have tuned out. Now I don't see her no more, but she typed in earlier. Uh, she, she usually uh, pretty much uh, speaks her mind. Putting the work in is the hardest thing, and so true speaks volumes, self-explanatory. It's not easy. And as we said earlier, it's not just about talking about it. It's about living it and experiencing it. Uh, actually, let's go back to the phone. I know Brother brother Seth Abner, you typed in, but rather than read all the stuff you typed in, I see you on the phone now. So let's pull you in on the phone. What's going on, Brother Seth Abner? How you doing, Brother? Um, good night, brothers. Um, I just started listening a little bit. I I uh, made a comment on it because Ravana Noon was making a comment about you know, um, your experience, you utilizing experience. And I always emphasize that your your experience is more, even more important than than actually going into books and reading and learning so much different stuff, but yet you don't even know how to to um, utilize those information for your own purpose. So I'm glad you made a point in relation to you have to be able to create your own experience if mm. you really want to experience the outcome of, you know, whatever you're engaging spiritually. And we see as, you know, but we, we went to the Nuwapian experience where right. it was a knowledge, it was, it was a knowledge experience where mm-hmm. a lot of practices was not really done in terms of, you know, understanding. It's, it's true our practicing, constant practice of our spiritual alchemy or, or raising our kundalini or doing chakra work, we're going to really experience who we really are, who who really, you know, what you're really about. You know, and I, I there's a lot of work, you know, from, from my standpoint that I have to still do, but at the same time, the experience, you know, the more the more work I do is the more um, I, you know, I experience stuff and, and things like that. So I just want right. to just raise a uh, shout, uh, you know, just give thanks to the brothers 
um, that are really carrying on the show. And just for a lot of people who are curious, this is a show where we share information. So don't be afraid to really share your experience or share what you what what you you know what you're thinking or whatever. Because here's the forum where we will learn. Here's the forum where we will be able to correct whatever we are doing so that we will be able to enhance ourselves. So uh, basically, thanks for the sharing again. I appreciate it. Brother Vonanoon, anything you want to elaborate any more to that? For our brother? Thank you for the comments and, and sharing that with us. Um, it's right on point, and that's what we're trying to do. All right, most definitely. Appreciate it, Brother Seth, man, and we'll definitely we'll, we'll, we'll build. I know we'll see each other. Are you back? Are you back from New York, or are you, are you still in New York? No, I'm back from New York now. Actually, while I'm listening to the show, I'm just doing some work in the house. So doing some house okay. work. So, um, All right, cool. Yeah. All right, so we'll catch up most definitely, man. Yes, man. All right, peace, brother. And, and so true. I'll open up, share your experience. But I do want to also throw this shit out there. Sometimes it's TMI, too much info. Like, I don't know if y'all remember, me and Mayor Ravonna Noon were talking about the shit, and I think I mentioned it to Sargee couple shows back. I can't remember which one. Maybe you brothers will remember. Man, we got, we had some dude, he just started opening up. He was talking about fucking transvestites. Now, see, that shit we don't need to know. Okay? You don't need to tell us every goddamn thing. But I don't know if y'all caught that. <laughs> but certain, God. Things, certain things, your personal experience is not uh, world new. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to know. Yeah, we don't need exactly. to know all that shit. If you, if you want to uh, fucking... Suck a dick through a skirt. That's that's your business. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. TMI, brother. TMI, TMI. Uh, so you know, you know, you don't have to give us all the details. So we just want to be clear when we say opening up. We don't need to know every goddamn thing you do in your personal life. Now maybe the brother needed to express it because he needed to get it out. Because sometimes you know, hearing this shit is the only way you can accept the reality. But I hate to say that. So I just think the brother needed to vent. And, again, we ain't being judgmental. That's your thing. That's your thing. But it's, you know, if it's not necessary, we don't really need to hear it. So I just want to throw that shit out there real quick. Yeah, we, we, don't, right. we don't want to know your bedroom business. That's it. Pretty much. All right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, and I uh, see uh, Guest 18, he's typed in a bunch of stuff. Obviously, we're not going to be able to go through all that. But for those online, you can see it. He's typed in a bunch, or she. I shouldn't say he. I don't know if they hear she. Uh, typed in a lot of information. Definitely go go look into that. Voice uh, voice chat. Up the storm I see here as I'm going through the vlog, but it's a lot. Uh, so I would recommend y'all go back through the chat log and y'all can pick up some information there. Um, so we definitely appreciate all the comments and the information from uh, guest number 18. Appreciate that. Let's go also back to the phones and we got uh, California. You're on the call if you have a question or a comment. California. Are you there, California? Question or comment? All right. Okay. Let's go to the next call. Nobody there from California. Again, if your phone is muted, please remember to unmute your phone. Thank you. Uh, let's go to Mississippi. Mississippi, you're on the call. Do you have a question or a comment from Mississippi? We got several people from Mississippi. Question or comment? Hello? Yes, yes okay. I, got two questions. I, sure. I got two questions. Sure. All right. Um, so, uh, first question: um, uh, If you could just, you know, give a brief synopsis um, mm-hmm. uh, on it, 
um, people that uh, think or um, label energy as um, um, gins or, um, uh, I guess, bad spirits or, you know, or later day um uh, different uh later day definitions for uh energy basically Correct. um how could that had you know come into play or um you know what that might um you know how how people could misconstrue information like that and Correct. the other is um islam um how Basically, that came into play in in what um how that would tie into Christianity being like basically the same or mm-hmm. um, Catholicism basically the same like that and where it's still a uh, structure uh, base um, control um, and not a uh, just like a spiritual way of life in other words. Right. Uh, we'll give the brief synopsis on that. But the first part of your question, just to make sure I understood it correctly, you were saying, like, uh, the effects of what we call negative spirits. Just want to make sure I heard you right because you kind of went in and out. Well, well not, not, just, not, just, not just negative, negative spirits because of the, uh, let's say, the aspects of Obatala. Um, okay. You could use it to help you or the aspects right. of Oshum or Correct. Um, um, uh, Hanuman. These okay. these are different energies that you could use I to help you. you, but one would uh, label them as gins or or negative uh, connotation types uh, energy. I got you. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I was clear because you kind of I lost you a little bit in that part. Let's talk about that part real quick first, um, and if the brothers have anything to expound on, they could also assist you in this. Um, that's a good question. The first one's a very good question. Um, first of all, when dealing, as you as you mentioned, the key word was energy. Uh, when, as you hear us say, when we talk about a lot of these deities, they're archetype energies that exist within the subconscious mind. Now, they have varying degrees of vibrational energy. Now, what we term falsely on the surface level as as not saying you, but as some people would, where some would be some of this energy would be termed bad and some would be good. Well, a true metaphysicist understands or understands that there's no such thing as bad or good. We just know they're varying degrees of vibrations. And they're perceived and interpreted based on how the person is experiencing it. So like you said, you use, for example, Obasala or Oshun. I'll talk about Oshun real quick. I know Brother Ravanu can expound on Obasala because we're actually initiated in those Rishis, Oshun being my Rishis. Uh, now, when dealing with Oshun, for an example, Oshun basically could have a very uh, materialistic uh, or perpetrated as a life of the party, very energetic, deals with a lot of materialistic pleasures and things of that nature. That's the surface Oshun. Then you'll hear people talk about an aspect of Oshun, which is kind of comical because it deals with religion. They'll say, oh, if you upset Oshun or some of the Orishi, they can get angry with you. And, and, and wreak havoc on you, which then now we're getting back into religious shit. But then there's aspects of Oshun that they don't talk about. Uh, let's say, basically, uh, the magical aspect of Oshun, the one that deals with 
the mysteries of, of what they call sorcery or working with the elements of nature. It's an aspect you rarely ever hear about. Uh, so there's different, these are just representations of varying degrees of vibrational energy. Now, on the surface, people will interpret that as, as good or work, good or bad. Uh, so let's establish that. They're just varying degrees of, of, of vibrational energy, and the person perceiving them or interpreting them is going to determine for them personally uh, what's bad or what's good. Because, for an example, I might see an aspect in those deities that I might label good for me based on my personal situation and where I'm at spiritually, whereas you might interpret it as bad or negative for you based on where you're at in your spiritual journey or evolution, et cetera. So we can interpret the same degree or vibration of energy two different ways, and that's based on our perception. When one understands that as far as dealing with the energy of the spirits, one is able to work with them in its correct capacity. And if you remember when we did the show on Sith alchemy, and we used right. the term, as you, as you see in the Star Wars trilogy, where they say, you know, a true Sith is able to bend the force to work for its will as against its will, that's what a person does when working with those energies. Uh, I don't know if you brothers want to chime in uh, and give the brother a little info on that, maybe for your experiences. Uh, sure. Feel free. Well, let me speak on about philosophy. That's what I was initiated under. Um, I come from this perspective. When we look at these energies, these archetypal energies, they represent an archetype. Uh, Obatala represents consciousness or a higher level of consciousness right. uh, associated with the throat chakra to the crown chakra. Okay, And that energy that we speak of is an energy that's permeating throughout the universe. It exists and has always existed. It can never be destroyed. What we have done as human beings is if we've taken these different energies or vibratory levels of energy and we've created concepts called archetypes as a collective consciousness we gave it a personality a personality that we could understand in human terms to understand our human uh, self so Obatala being higher consciousness being uh, creator of humans, taking care of humans, loving humans, is a concept of that compassionate, caring, loving side of humanity. Mm. Whether Obatala exists or doesn't exist, this is a concept that we as humans either have or strive for. So when these energies are collectively created by the collective consciousness, we attribute that to being a god, a goddess, or whatever the case may be. What happens is that each energy has a variant of it. It can be a disagreeable or agreeable nature. I'm not going to use bad or good, positive or negative. I'm just use disagreeable or agreeable, depending on your perception and what it is you're experiencing. Right. So depending on how you interact with self, because all this is is really yourself. Obatala Oshun or whoever else, it's yourself. Obatala represents my higher consciousness, that aspect of myself striving for higher consciousness. It's not something outside of me. And I'll give you an example of what I mean. People will say, well, um, you know, Obatala, and they'll break it down, but 
when you really make contact with Batla or they say writing, he's writing your back or, you know, being incarnated or whatever the case may be, it's all happening within you. You didn't see Obatala jump from outside of you, inside you. It was all happening inside of you because it's all in your mind. And it's all mental. So the actual process takes place within your mind, and it alters your state of consciousness to speed up in vibrations to make contact with the energy that is working with you. It is not a god or god. It's just simply energy. We label it that. We make pictures of them. We draw draw diagrams, all kinds of stuff, but it's simply an energy, and energy is all around us, and it's simple as waving your hand, and you feel energy from waving your hand. That is right. energy. Now, that energy that I just created from waving my hand, I can label that as the hand god. That doesn't mean that it's a god. Some will right. call that the masturbation god. That's a different story. However... <laughs> That that's as simple as it gets to creating this, and then the concept of agreeable or disagreeable, or negative or positive, based upon your perception on the experience you had with that energy. But it's right. nothing that is outside of yourself. Energy is in and around you, constantly working, day in day out. We just label these things as something separate or different because in our humanity, we feel inferior to the greater universe. We feel inferior to nature or we want to be superior to nature or whatever the case. So we have to create concepts that make us feel better about ourselves. No, brother. These guys control our lives, brother. Yeah, they control you (laughs) wiping your ass. So Batala will wipe my ass for me. No, I wipe my own ass. But anyway, right? (laughs) These gods... And goddesses that people, it's all created because we feel frail in our existence. And That's it, right. you know how I know this from personal experience. I've had conversation with people, and when you get to the subject of Oshun, Obatala, Yemaya, Ogun, Ochosi, or whatever else, and you t- and you start to tear away the layer of the concept of Ochosi, Ogun, and you start breaking it down by down, and you take away and strip away the the veil of what these gods or goddesses are, or Risha, or Neturu are, they start to feel like you're attacking them. That's right. You're not attacking them. All you're doing is bringing up the possibility that this is all really in your mind, and you are giving life to it, so thus you'll feel what you want to feel. You'll, you'll connect with what you want to connect with, because the mind can make anything real. Just like the Pillsbury Doughboy. If I wanted to make him real or her real, i make the movie Ghostbusters and he's a giant. And guess what? What people don't realize about that, if it was a movie, but that one scene where the Pillsbury Doughboy was a giant could have traumatized certain kids. Do, you, people, do, do, people, do people understand that that shit could have given kids nightmares? That's right. That could have given adults nightmares. It could have gotten in your subconscious mind. And you, from that moment forth, accepted the Pillsbury Doughboy as being real, and he became a demon to you. That's right. It's as simple as that, because we create things through our collective consciousness all the time. That's right. And because we do this, we don't understand that it's just an energy 
in and around you, and you as an individual have to be the one to realize that you gave life to it. It doesn't exist outside of you. It's all happening within your mind. And once you understand that, then you understand that there is no agreeable, disagreeable, positive, negative, or what's happening. It is all based upon how you see it. That's right. So true. And what was the second, uh, the other part of your question when you uh, were real brief, you said about uh, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, just refresh my memory. I know what it was. I can answer that. He was just wanting to know Islam and its relevance uh, also and how its connection to Christianity was. Is that what you were asking? Well, 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 well see, um, I'm basically, I guess, having a discussion with a, a friend of mine, and um, uh, they're Islamic. And um, I used to be in Islam also. And um, they are basically in the understanding that um, Allah would be the all and everything falls up under that. And I'm basically stating to them, well, that actually came outside of another school of thought. And that school of thought um, uh, not only has Islam in it, but some teachings of other stuff as well. So, you know, just, you know, kind of, uh, I guess study it more before you, um, you know, discredit what I'm, you know, saying. And then uh, they goes into the question of, well, what is the purpose of life if Islam is not the way, you know, right. how, you know, with what I'm dealing with, how is this not going to harm you and, you know, so forth. Well, brother, you know what I, I but you, but you know, you know what I would have did just to back on the all a law part real quick before you can say, you know what I would have did? See, what what tends to happen sometimes, like for an example, this individual, and from listening to you talk, what some people tend to do sometimes is they confuse like what you're saying all, like this person saying a law is is all and everything falls under that. I think what tends to happen there sometimes because we've all had that conversation with that person. Trust me, they confuse all and a law with being the same exact thing. Now, my my simple thing I would have said to him was I would have had that person define to them what all in a law is. Now, if they're saying it's both the same thing, then you could just simply use just basic common sense and say, well, how can the law be the all? And they, they also accept the fact, just like every other religious person, it could be Christianity, Judaism, they believe that this God figure or character resides, you know, in a place called heaven. So all, when, when dealing with a metaphysical principle, simply when, all you have to say to that individual is, if you say that a law is all in all... Okay, what is what is going on? What happened? No, nah, he's still I don't there. know. Did you hang up? No, nah, he's Hello? still there. Okay, okay, okay. I was about to say, because I want to hear this. Yeah. So, I so, want to hear this. Please. Okay, no. so, so, so what I'm trying to say is you have to have them establish, you know, what their definition of that is. Because, again, every monotheistic person believes whether they call him a law, Jehovah, God, whatever, it's irrelevant. They believe in some form of their faith that this deity exists in a place called heaven. So that would eliminate the aspect that's going to be the all. Muslims don't believe that God is in heaven. We don't believe that. Oh, no? Well, then, then let me ask a question. What is Allah Fisama Hold on. Oh. Listen now. Listen now. What does Allah Fisamawati mean in Arabic? Allah fi in heaven. Samawati. God of heavens and earth. That's right. 
And this is in Arabic in the Quran. So according to that alone, there is a place where heaven and Allah exist. Not only but that, Allah but there's supposed to be black-eyed maidens in heaven for the faithful. Above it, though. Above it. And created it. And created all these deities that you're talking about. Created all these spirits that you're talking about. All these ancestors. All of them. Where, where is that in the Quran? Where is that in the Quran? Give me a give me a Where, Torah and a chapter. Oh, of course I've read Surat al Bakr. I can recite it for you in Arabic. Uh, where is that in Surat al Bakr, chapter two? Do that thing. Give me an exact verse. I'm just saying I'm very familiar with Surat al Bakr, chapter of the cow, Surah two. I'm asking you. You're saying Allah created all these spirits. All these ancestors that we're talking about, there's nowhere in the Quran in English or Arabic where it mentions what you're talking about. It says that so Allah I'm, created all that's in the heaven and on the earth. Well, and no, but you specifically, you, no, 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 you, you, so let me, let me ask you this. Look, 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 we're not going to do the religious thing because we really, one, we really couldn't care. It's irrelevant. So we're not going to get sucked into the. We're not going to get sucked into the. You're either going to. We're either going to converse with you, or we're just going to cut you off. We're not going to get into the back and forth thing because what you're trying to do now is just over talk us. No, no, no. I'm just saying you're not. I'm asking you a question. Where is Jenna? Where is Jenna in your Quran? Jenna means paradise. Where is that? It means paradise, heaven. Right. Where is paradise? The Quran specifically talks about a place that when you die. You're going to go to Jenna or Jahannam. Jahannam is hell. Jenna is hell. No, no, I'm asking, you, I'm asking you a question. No, I'm not asking you your interpretation. I'm telling you what the Quran says. The Quran says there is Jahannam, which is hell, where the unbelievers will go. That's what your Quran says. You cannot deny that. I don't want your interpretation on it. I'm telling you what your Quran says. My question to you, if you claim to be a Muslim, where is Jannah Paradise and where is Johannem Hell? Where is it? Explain that to us. It doesn't say where it is. It I know, but it, it says exists. it's a place that the believers and the non-believers will go. That's the core of your faith. So when you die and you're a believer, according to your Quran, you're going to Jannah. So apparently you're a believer and you think you're, gonna, you're living the tenets of your faith. So my question to you is, where is this place, Jannah, that you're going to go to when you die? That's my question to you. That's what your Quran it teaches. I don't want. No, it says it's a place. It sure does. Say where. Like, where no, but but it says. Well, hold on, it's sister, it's sister. Boring. Time out. Time out. What you're doing is tap dancing now. You're tap dancing. No, what I'm, I'm not. asking I'm you is sure. Don't. Here's my question. We're, we're about to go to the next call. I'm asking you a question. Your Quran. I'm not asking what you believe. You're, you're, it tells you right there. It is a place that the believers and non-believers will go to. Will you agree that that's what your Quran says? Yes, I do. Okay. So my question to you is, no, 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 I'm asking you before we move on, where can I locate this place called Jenna Paradise? Where is it? It does not say where you locate it. Well, well, hold on. You said it wasn't a physical place. Then why does it describe silk? It describes rivers with milk and honey. It describes everything physical. Anything that I can think of, I can obtain here on earth. That's what it describes in general. So you know what the problem is? You read your Quran in English. You don't read it in Arabic. So you're going by English interpretations. I can tell 
based on everything you're saying, do you speak fluent Arabic? No, I don't. Okay, so we couldn't have an Arabic conversation right now. No, we couldn't. Oh. Well, let me, ask, so let me ask you this. Sister, don't you think you would want to learn the language that your Quran was written in before you debate about it? No doubt. Well, then we can't, but, but what I'm saying is we can't have a conversation because you're giving me the English interpretation, what your imam told you, and hopefully you because the Quran was written, what, 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 what dialect was the original Quran written in and revealed in? Ask me that question. If you can't answer in that, Arabic. we can't even have it. No, but what was the in exact? Arabic. Say it again. In Arabic. What, what, what I'm saying, what specific dialect of Arabic was the Quran revealed in? Answer me that question. Arabic fuchsia. Well, how do you not know that if that's your holy book that you live by? It was written in Arabic fuchsia. Go look it up. The Qurans that you're reading in English are translated by Pakistanians, Hindus. They speak Urdu. They speak Persian dialect. They've mixed that in with Arabic. Let me give you an example. You're familiar with Sora, and I'm going to end it on this because I don't really want to get diverted in all this religion. I used to be a Muslim, so I'm speaking from, I made five, seven prayers a day. So did Brother Rabbanu, Anu. So did Brother Sargidi. I fasted the month of Ramadan. We've been to Mecca. I'm not speaking this shit from just reading. So you got to be careful when you're asking questions and who you're talking to. My question to you is this, okay? I'm real simple. Real simple. Here's a real, real simple question. You're, you're, you're talking to an ex-Muslim for over 15 years. So I'm not speaking out of my ass. Sora, well, listen, so you're familiar with Sora verse 20? Are you familiar with the 20th Sora of the Quran, verse 102? The, the what now? Say that again. Chapter 20 in the modern-day Quran. Quran, verse 102. What does that story say? If you have a Quran in front of you, pull it up and just read it for us. Chapter 20. Chapter 20, verse 102. I want you to read that. The day when the trumpet will be blown. The day when the trumpet will be blown. Is that what you're talking about? The second verse? Right. Right, keep reading. That day we shall gather the moves of the room. Okay, and keep reading. Blue or blind eye with thirst. What they were speaking of voice and to each other saying, you stay not longer than 10 days. Okay, you well, know, what, what, how, does it, how does it describe the eyes? You said what, blue eye, blue What does it say there? Blue eye with thirst. Blue or okay. blind eye with thirst. Okay, now, what translation of the Holy Quran are you reading? What version? Is it Malana Muhammad Ali? Is it Pictal? Is it Tariq Tarsal? Because we know there's like 30. Which one are you reading? I'm going to tell you why I'm asking you these questions. Which one are you reading? King Fad. It's the King Fad. What translation is it? King Fad? Yeah. Okay. Now, just for research purposes, I'm going to leave it there so we can keep it moving because I can't keep this conversation going because we've got other callers waiting and we don't have much time before they cut us off. But let me, let me throw this at you. Go get other versions of the Quran. Do you know that, that verse is translated? That's one. I can give you about 50 of it. Do you know in some translations it says gray-eyed, bleary-eyed, the clouded eye? My whole thing is how can we come up with 50 different interpretations for the same verse? And I'm going to simply tell you why. Because you've got men that speak different dialects of different languages that that book wasn't revealed in giving you a whole different interpretation. Let me show you why. Black Muslims will use that verse and say that's judging all blue-eyed Caucasians. 
I know you've heard that before. The Nation of Islam will do it. The answer will run. did it back in the day. All right, they'll use that verse to say that's talking about white people with blue eyes. But then you have other translations that give you a whole other interpretation on it. Which one is correct? And how do we know which one is correct if we don't speak the original language or the dialect? Because we're going on interpretation. That's why I had asked you earlier, what was the original dialect or language? Because when you say Arabic, there's Arabic fusion, there's Soretic Arabic. You have versions of Persian okay, and Urdu. So, so, you speak the, so if you speak fluent Arabic, you don't know the translation. You can't give a better translation. Evidently, it's talking about some type of colored eye, though. Regardless of what color it is, it's an eye that it's talking about, right? But it is, but it is important because you have 15 people that interpret it different based on the translation. Because one, Every one sector of Muslims... Interpretation. That's what you teach you right now, individuality, right? And your own spiritual Anyway, we're going to leave it at this. That's what this show is for. The show is not about... We, we don't care about a law of God or the Quran because that's personal belief. We don't care about any of that. But anyway, you just confirmed everything that we say about religion. I would suggest to you that you would research the origin of your faith and study the context of your faith in its essence, not interpretation about it. I'm not, I'm not saying you're not a sincere person. You might be sincere at heart at what you're doing. That's not what I'm saying. If you feel within your heart that you're sincere and you feel like you're doing the right thing, power to you, but Problem is, don't get upset when other people may not be in line with that ideology. All I'm trying to tell you is any of us can believe, but that doesn't make it right. Because basically, you're coming with a belief system. And if you believe in a law and you want no, to... No, I'm trying to find something that will make me feel like it's not the truth. You see what I'm saying? Because if mm-hmm. it's not, I'm looking for God. I mean, truly I am. If you're looking for God, what you were on earlier when Brother Ravana Noon was saying, just simply look in the mirror. See, the thing is, I think what's happening is you're struggling with the fact that you can't accept that God resides within because we've all been conditioned and programmed to think that it's outside of ourselves. So it sounds like to me you're struggling. You're looking for this external God. Christianity, though. I was a Christian that, before I was a Muslim. I mean, Christianity, right, but, God, but I mean, there's really there's really no difference, though. It's just a different brand of it, just different traditions. Because on the surface level, there might be some difference in ideology, but Muslims, Christians, and Jews believe in a God, and it's the same God. They all believe in the same prophets. They just have some differences on how they believe in those gods and those prophets, but it's all the same. My thing is, from what I'm hearing from you is, I think you're looking for this truth and this deity outside of yourself, and that's where you're struggling. You understand? And you can keep searching. Nobody's going to be able to give that to you. You're going to have to just come to the realization that that power resides within you. Now, you may not be able to phantom that because we've all been conditioned to the point where we think it's outside of ourselves. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you this. Since we're on the phone anyway. Okay, the only the what what causes me about all religion is this. Okay, if God know everything and everything is already written anyway, okay, so what is the point in it, period? Like what is the point in it except for going through the motions of it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And God don't need you. In in Islam, God don't need you. So God right. you can either choose to, to believe or not choose to believe. And it don't exactly. matter one way or the other. So it mean it, it seems like none of it matter at all. So it only matters, you, but see, but see, it only matters. 
But, but listen, it only matters as much life and energy. You just hit it on the head. If God knows everything, what is the point of religion? And that's what we're trying to say. Mm-hmm. My, whole, my, my whole point is this to you, like you just said, like you hit it on the head, and we're, we're going to leave it at that. What is the whole point of it? Because that we don't believe that, but I'm saying there are people that do believe that. But anyway, before we run out of time, uh, I do appreciate you. We still you have a formula, too, though. Thank, yeah. thank, you, gen- thank you, gentlemen. I, I gladly appreciate you for, for no problem, brother. Thank you, gentlemen. No, no problem. <laughs> you have a good night, brother. Hey, sorry, brother. You know, sometimes you got to go there, man. But, uh, yeah, again, that, that, that kind of confirms what we were talking about earlier. Um, if you remember when we were discussing, it, you, you're always going to be struggling if you're going outside of yourself. And it's not to say that the sister that was just on the, on the call doesn't have a sense. She might, she might be sincere in what she does. And we're, we're not judging that. But what I'm trying to say is you heard Ramon Noon when he was telling the story earlier when he was giving you the metaphor of the master and, and being initiated in the temple, et cetera, you understand? Look in the mirror. If you're looking for God, look in the mirror. Um, I don't know if you brothers want to chime in anything on that. We can move on to the maybe one sure, or two more calls. Sure, let me just say this real quick. That ass art came out of your ass, nigga. But anyways, um, <laughs> let me say this, though. In, in the process, of listening to this because it took me back, <laughs> God damn this shit, took me back to the late 80s, well, early exactly. 90s, right? Exactly, brother. Exactly. But let me say this. Um, the old adage is that in religion, you're never told to look inside yourself for Allah, God, Yahweh, Jehovah, whatever. However, every one of their scriptures tells you that God breathed into man. Allah breathed into man. You became a living right. spirit or a living soul. Right. So let's understand that regardless of what the context is written in the Quran, written in the Bible or whatever other religious book there is, it's all making reference to this great being or source of existence existing within you. And in reality, whether it says Allah needs you or doesn't need you, of course Allah needs you. Because if you pray five times a day and you're dickering the 99 attributes plus one of Allah, right. then dicker means remembrance. So Allah needs me to remember them or him of course. or her? Of course, brother. understand that in reality, no. You're remembering yourself, and those 99 attributes are representative of attributes within yourself of the divinity that you are. Because when you take it to a higher metaphysical level, Allah, within the confines of of religious scripture, is limited. But when you take it to a higher level, you understand that all is, and all was, and will always be, right? And all is mine, and mine is all. Then you understand right. that this whole concept of what it's really speaking about is the Quran is sharing an experience of you as a law and remembering your divine self. Now, people will never look at it like that most of the time because they've never walked the esoteric path of Islam, which is Sufi or any right. other branch. They've always only walked Sunni, Shiite, 
Mahamadi, I mean, Mahdi, or whatever else. They never walked these esoteric paths, so they understand that Allah dwells in the heart. Why? Because you are Allah. You are one with all, and all is one with you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no separation. <laughs> but we are, have been religified, and it's good that we had this on the show. For Every so often, we're going to get a call like this. Every so often, yeah, we get one every blue moon. Yeah, and it's good. And I'll tell you why it's good. Because it lets you understand and know that your path, whatever it is you've cho- chosen on this occult, metaphysical, alchemical path, is right. And what I mean by that, not right as in a superior or greater than a Muslim or lesser than a Christian. I mean right in that you see the level and phases that you've grown in your existence and how you've grown to a different level of accepting this to be true as far as what is taught religiously to getting the experience mm-hmm. yep. of what is true. And then when and, and, somebody tells you a law, it doesn't shake your foundation and you feel like you got to attack the person. You right. simply but let me, say a law. Right. Let me, yeah. Okay. No, let me add this on that real, real quick. And, you know, at first, what, what I sense, again, from the sister, I, I really believe deep down inside she's seeking and she's sincere. And I just think she's struggling with the fact of not, like, like we talked about earlier in the show, it's hard for people to phantom, and, and probably majority of us listening to this show and us ourselves growing up as youth, we all came up with that concept of Jesus. I don't care if it was Christianity, Islam, or Judaism. Shit is irrelevant. Um, we all, for the most part, majority of us came up under that ideology. So it's hard when you start dealing with a higher state of consciousness, whether you want to call it metaphysics, alchemy, whatever you want to call it, um, accepting deity that's not outside ourselves. And, and, and by all means, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of sincere people like that out there that, that are stuck on the religious mindset, and they're probably sincere good people. No, don't, don't get me wrong. And it's not for us to be judgmental of it, but I think what tends to happen is the conflict comes in where you might have information such as we're talking about tonight that just doesn't line up with their personal ideology. And then that's kind of where the struggle comes in, where they can't identify. Uh, brother, yeah, you, brother, you, you made a you made a powerful point though, and I'm not saying this to me demeaning in any way, but if you're going to come at somebody about your religion, at least know your goddamn religion. Well, that was my point. Know well, see, that's why know I, that I, shit inside out. Know the fucking language. Know all of that shit. You can't you. <laughs> because, you, like you said, you don't know who you're going up against. You don't know their past. Right. You don't. You don't know if they know the shit that you that you just getting into. And that's, that's right. why I I, I I joked, but I made that comment. See, everything serves a purpose, and mm-hmm. <laughs> regardless of what it is, the experiences that us as brothers on this phone have had allows us to understand with compassion what a person's really seeking as opposed to what they're saying, and because That's we right. have the experience as Ansars, Muslims, whatever, we can, with compassion, help the sister understand what we're trying to say and convey within the confines of their context of their religion. Right. See, because of that, it, it shows that all our experiences serve the purpose. 
That's right. Because we're able to communicate with a person who's speaking or a person who's walking an Islamic path. And Mm -hmm. that is very rare because usually when you meet people, they're just one thing. And because they're one thing, whether it's an occultist or this and this and that, they're stuck in that one thing. And they're not able to understand or be able to dialogue without attacking, belittling, or bemeaning the person that is seeking genuinely to ask. Because at the end of the conversation, I know we all heard that. She is really just seeking. That's right. She left Christianity, jumped into Muslim, and she's trying to find answers. Something within her is letting her feel or know it's not Islam is not it. See, that's the God she's looking for that's making her feel that. Exactly. <laughs> and, brother, on what you just said, the first key word of the heart chakra, remember, let's go back real quick, and then we're going to close it out because we're, we're pretty much out of time before they cut us off. Um, it says the roots of the word mean with passion, implying, remember this from earlier, feeling of identification with a person, cause, or life dilemma. That was one of the key words in dealing with the heart chakra, and that's, that's kind of why, you know, we tied it into that. But anyway, uh, we're out of time. I know we went a little bit over uh, than we did. Uh, we definitely appreciate everybody tuning in. So before we go, brothers, real quick, a couple minutes we got left, if you can uh, go ahead and uh, give you contact information. Sure. Um, maybe, and let me just say this, maybe we should finish with heart chakra part two next week because <laughs> – Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to start with that. But I definitely want to do with the uh, the sister that that uh, we uh, spoke to earlier that had called in, um, definitely do a show on that topic. Uh, we definitely keep that in line and do that for the uh, show after we're finished with dealing with the chakras because I think that would be a really good show. And if anybody else has any right. suggestions, we'll definitely consider it. But go ahead. All right, also, well, what, nigga? <laughs> no, um... Also, like you spoke about the esoteric aspect of Islam, I think that's something definitely to get into. You know, there's also there's also an Arabic term for what people call the chakras. Mm-hmm. You know, so we we can get into all that shit. You know, in in one show one day. There's know. many topics that we still have not hit on on this show. Bro, when think, you deal with yeah, when you deal with Sufism, I know you, I know yeah, yeah it's fast. All that stuff. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, and Allah, I think who Akbar? Go ahead, bro. Yeah, uh, Negro. Anyways, <laughs> I think that there's there's many topics we can hit on on this show, and I think we can do little breakdowns on like things like that and Hindu or whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is that we did what we were supposed to tonight. And it's hopefully sparked some other people to ask questions. Because I know y'all right. sitting there thinking, but you don't ask. And then when we call on y'all, y'all stay mute. That's right. The other reason, and I'm going to say this before I give my information and, I'm, and then I piece the fuck out, is the only other reason I think that some of y'all are staying quiet is because y'all trying to find out what the hell we're talking about. Because you trying to run back and start some shit with other people. And... <laughs> And don't do that. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if, if you look, as you learn tonight, if you got something to discuss and you want to bring it to the table, let's do this. We'll do it in a nice form, just like we did. And it's not a belittling, bemeaning, or any kind of 
forum. We're not going to diss the hell out of you. We'll let you speak your piece so long as we keep it respectful. So That's right. bring it. If you find yeah. anything we say offensive, if you find anything we say as, you know, disrespectful, speak your mind. doesn't mean we give a shit what you have to say. It just means speak your mind because <laughs> that's what we're here on the show for. Because in reality, we do this show because we're supposed to be awakening universal minds. So as these universal minds awaken, shouldn't we be hearing from you universal minds? Hell that's right. yeah. That's the point. So anyways... Let me finish it off by uh, saying once again, this is Ravana Noon. You can find me on Facebook at R-A-V-A-N-A-N-U-N, Ravana Noon, and that's on Facebook. If you have any personal questions, you can hit me up at RavanaNoon at Outlook.com. That's for personal questions. Do not hit me up on Facebook or post some shit on Facebook with a personal question. I will not answer on Facebook. I rarely get I'm gonna, on that. I'm going to send you a meditation picture, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah brother. And, and send Ravana Noon all your pics meditating on rocks. No. He likes all that. <laughs> Do not send me pictures of meditating. Do not send me pictures of you dressed as a fairy. Do not send me pictures of you dressed as Elisa Crowley Jr. Do not send me pictures of you guys dressed as a, a, a Sufi Islamic warrior. Do not send me pictures of you dressed as a rabbi. I don't care. That's your personal choice. That's your personal experience. And please, definitely, do not send me a picture of you dressed comedically. I find that oh, comical. Okay? That it's a goddamn fucking joke to me. Do not send that to me. Okay? And I'm going to say why. If the comedians were alive today, they would modernize themselves too. That's right. They would not still be walking around with the same outfits that they had back then because constant is change. The only constant is change. So they would have changed in time as well. That's so right. I find it comical that you're stuck in a time zone, time warp of 10,000 years or whatever, 6,000 years or 8,000 years. Nobody even really knows the fucking time. Ain't that shit comical? But anyway. You got to follow, follow the way of the ancestors. That's yeah. right, brother. <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm, I don't, don't do that because for one, I won't respond to you. And usually, I don't even respond to y'all comments. Let me tell you why. First of all, there is no one truth on this planet. That's right. There's only half truth, and the reason why there's half of a truth is because truth is based upon your perception. Right. And how you perceive what is being conveyed to you or revealed to you. I may perceive that same truth differently as you do. Right. However, it doesn't make me wrong or right. It doesn't make you That's wrong right. or right. So at the end of the day, there's nothing to debate or argue about. That's right. If we are debating or arguing about this nonsense, that means none of us know. That's right. And that is Bottom line, none of us know if we feel we have to debate or argue about this nonsense. Because I'll use a Sufi proverb, since we finished the show on Islamic tip, let me use a Sufi proverb, okay? <laughs> it says, silver is speech and silence is golden. You understand that, you understand that silence is a, is a brings forth wisdom. Because in the silence, alchemy, nigga, alchemy. Yeah, hush. 
hear, you can hear that truth or that half truth that is being perceived by you. You can hear the wisdom in it. So there's nothing to be spoken about. So once again, Ravana Noon on Facebook. I don't mind you guys hitting me up, but just don't hit me up with personal experiences that you want me to give judgment on or answer. I'm not going <laughs> to It's your personal experience. So right. only you know the answer to that. And right. without that and all that being said, continue doing the work, continue the path, whatever path you've chosen, and there is no right or wrong path. Whatever it is you want to do, that's what it is. If you want to stick a banana in your ass, go ahead and do it. I don't TMI, care. Bro, TMI. I don't want a picture of that. <laughs> I don't want a picture of it either. So you don't want to you don't want a picture of a, the circle in my backyard that I think is a spaceship, brother. No. I'm oh not. yeah, that's my those are my favorite. <laughs> I had some I had some Negro send me UFO pictures, man. That shit. No. <laughs> Here, here's one really for you. I'm gonna leave this. This is the last thing I'm gonna say. So one day this dude sends me pictures of his backyard. The backyard is partying. Not even not even one-tenth of an acre, okay? That's how tight the backyard is. This nigga <laughs> sent me pictures that he had crop circles in his backyard. <laughs> yeah, brother, they were midget shams that landed in his backyard. They were midget <laughs> 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 Fucking it was Mickey Mouse was on that shit because that shit was so <laughs> tiny, dude. I was yeah, like, I was like, and I, I told him, I said, brother, really? And I said, you know, it kind of looks like it just kind of been hot down there, and it dried up. Yeah. <laughs> it dried up. The grass see, dried no, up. Brother, brother, it, was, it was radiation from the ships, brother. Yeah, yeah. See, cats want to get you to validate their personal experience. Yeah, they want I'm, you to believe. Yeah, nah, nah, fuck that. I'm supposed to say, yeah, brother, you're deep, man. The, the, the fucking grays and the aliens are contacting you, brother. You're fucking deep. No, yeah. I'm not about that. So, once again... If y'all want to contact me, do so. Listen to the show. Continue uh, doing your work, and that's it. Peace. All right, brother. Nano, nano, brother. Nano, nano. Yeah. Get <laughs> here, brother. Sorry. And this is brother Asar. And my closing comment. You know, as the show, the show is titled about Kundalini and chakras, but we dealt mainly with the heart chakra. This shit is about love, unconditional right. love, divine love. I mean, if, <clears throat> if you're not expanding your heart, you ain't doing shit, you know, and pretty much you, you in your own delusion, you know, because this shit is all about love. You can go back to any mytho- mythological creation story, and the core of this shit is love. That's right. You know, <clears throat> and uh, we do this shit out of love. You know, sometimes the love may not come easy. You know, and you know, sometimes it may come off a little harsh, you know, for the for the you know, for the soft hearted Negroes, you know. And they get their feelings hurt a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but sorry, we have to we have to speak. You know, we have to be real. You know, this is what this shit is about. And um, for my religious people, like I said a little bit ago, 
Know your religion before you approach somebody else about your religion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I shouldn't even have to say that shit. And that's no disrespect to that sister. That's no, <laughs> that's no disrespect to that sister. Um, I, I've come across it for years. Even when I was in religion. Years ago, I was into the Islamic thing. And I was, was also Quran I was toting, man. Boy, you was you was real Quran toting. But on, just <laughs> exactly. real quick, brother, real quick, brother. So before you finish, speaking of that, for an example, the same thing would apply. How many times have we had a conversation with a Christian, for an example, over the years? Oh and man, they don't they don't even know the very title of their book, and 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 then the conversation just stops. What does the word Bible mean? You don't even need to get into the context of the book. 99.9% of them don't even know what the word Bible means. They don't even know it's a Greek word that just comes from biblical, meaning small book. That's it. Start there. And the ones that they can't even answer what's on the cover, I'll just simply say to them, if you don't even know what the word on the cover means, how in the fuck can I trust that you have any idea what the contents of the damn book says? Exactly. How can you tell me? This, this shit used to annoy the fuck out of me. You know, it's like, how how do you call your creator God fucking God? That's not that motherfucker's name. His name is Yahweh. Yahuwah. What the fuck? Yahoo you don't even know the name. You, <laughs> you don't even know the name of your own God. That's fucking ignorant. That's ignorant as fuck. You know what yeah. I mean? I can't even, you know, it's not to be judgmental, but God damn. You know what I mean? No that, this, is what we, this is what we were given common sense for. But no doubt. Know your religion before you approach somebody. Like I said, I, I've been in the different religions. I was a Muslim. I was into the Hebrew Israelite shit. I busted niggas' asses for years on that shit. You know, <laughs> for years. But, <laughs> you know, know your yeah, religion. Yeah, nigga, you know, and, he's telling you, yo, he's telling you the truth, man. He had the power range of uniform and everything, man. Hell, motherfucker, yeah. You're like a mighty Nigga Morgan Power Ranger and shit. Talk my talk. <laughs> I was out there. I was out there. Y'all said. Y'all said. That nigga, y'all said. Shit. That was me, nigga. You know what I mean? But, anyway. like I said, the core of this shit is the heart and divine love. And that's what all religions or spiritual systems are leading to is that divine love we have to have for each other. Peace. Oh, yeah. Also, if you want to contact me, you can contact me on Facebook, brother, Sargidi, A-U-S-A-R-G-H-E-D-E, or you can contact my email at sargidi at yahoo.com. Contact our <clears throat> page on Facebook, Awakening Universal Minds. And, and like don't I said, forget, this is don't divine. forget your other page, brother. Don't forget your other page. But y'all don't know, his brother has another page called spiritualhold.com. So. <laughs> oh, don't, hey, 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 don't forget hicksosbooty.com, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all niggas is retarded. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's keep it moving. Uh, again, you know, appreciate everybody listening. Definitely want to, again, give a shout-out to the uh, – the listeners in the Philippines, 
uh, Philippines tonight. Definitely appreciate you tuning in. Uh, all the international listeners, and, and again, shout out to all of our local listeners all across the United States, uh, Mississippi, Florida, New York, Maryland, uh, Chicago, Alabama, uh, California. Uh, shout out to everybody out there on the West Coast, too. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Much thanks. Uh, and again, to the, to the last call to sister we had, got much love for you. I feel your pain because at one time we were you. So that's that's basically what we're trying to get you to see. We're, we're trying to tell you where you were at now is where we were once at. So we understand the search, and, 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 and all I can say is hopefully that search, you you know, you satisfy the quest for that search, but you're going to have to come to that realization. So you're not going to find it anywhere, uh, but hopefully in time, you know, that'll that'll come to you. Uh, again, anyway, again, appreciate everybody tuning in. We'll, we'll continue, uh, though we almost got through the heart chakra. We'll continue this series on the chakras. We definitely want to get through all of them, so most definitely we'll continue that. Um, again, if you need to contact myself, you can email me at uh, khnum19 at gmail.com. Again, it's khnum19 at gmail.com. Uh, again, you can also go on to my YouTube channel. I don't do the Facebook. I did it for several months. I just couldn't deal with that shit. Uh, like, again, like Brother Ravana was saying earlier and saw, I had Negro sending me pictures of meditating on waterfalls and shit and all types of crazy shit. <laughs> however, uh, however, uh, what you can send them is filipinabooty.com. I just, um, I, I don't, I, I, I don't, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have the patience for it no more. I just, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, but, again, you can go on to my YouTube channel, Mother Nubia, Inc. Uh, if you type it up, it's like 50-something videos on there right now. I usually post one a week. Uh, I usually connect everything in the show to it. You'll see similar topics. Uh, all the radio shows are archived on the Mother Nubia, uh, Inc. Google page. If you go to Google+, Plus, uh, we have every show archived on there uh, from day one. You can definitely, uh, and it links you right into the uh, show's page. Also, again, as the other brother said, uh, the page that Brother Ravana Noon, uh, does all the maintenance on the uh, Facebook Awaken Universal Minds page. You can contact him. Uh, anything in reference to the show, uh, topics, questions, concerns, etc., within reason, obviously. Uh, so definitely check us out there. Leave your suggestions and your comments. Um, and again, just like all the other brothers said, do the about doing the work. Put it into practice. Be a living example of what you read and you study. Um, if you claim to be a magician then live that example. Um, and, that, and the key, I think, from the heart chakra, identifying with people's situation, uh, as we kind of showed tonight, uh, the, that's what compassion really is. It doesn't mean being soft. It doesn't mean being lovey-dovey and rubbing somebody's back and telling them it's going to be okay. Give everybody a hug, brother. Yeah, uh, yeah, brother. So it means identifying with that person's situation, cause, Etc. And I think that's what we need to take away from from dealing with uh, compassion. So hopefully, part of what dealing with the heart, heart chakra, we got that across. Uh, very very important lesson. And again, do the work, live the experience. Don't just read about it. Uh, that's kind of what the message was for dealing with some aspects of the heart chakra tonight. Other than that, again, appreciate everybody tuning in. Thank you for your support. I'm sure all the other brothers feel the same way. And we will see you next Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And let everybody know we're back. Peace. Peace.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.